0: Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of sandyspiel.com, and with me today is nobody but myself, two bottles of water, a couple glasses of throat coat tea to make sure I can do this, because it is boys' bracketology. The GHSA State Playoffs are finally here, something that we weren't necessarily sure what happened at the beginning of the season with the uh, the virus and everything and a bunch of postponements here and there and schools in quarantine it's it's been a mess but we are here boys bracketology i'm here to try and break down every single game in the state of georgia this being our boys podcast ramin of course busy working working on the front line in hospitals, saving lives while I'm just doing this basketball stuff. So really give a shout-out to Ramin Forgani. He is the man doing all the uh, very important work. But my, my life is straight, and we're, we're in high school basketball. So let's talk about some matchups in every single classification. Let's talk about Final Four predictions, championship predictions. You know I hate predicting these games because this is a February frenzy anything goes, throw out the rankings, all that hard work, the hundreds upon hundreds of hours I do to try and guide everybody throughout this this high school season to kind of give you a measuring stick as to who are the teams to beat, what you should be looking at heading down the road. Well, you got to throw it all out the window now. It's a, it's a bunch of waste because I know my top one through ten teams, it's not going to finish one through ten like the rankings are. But with that being said, i got to conserve my voice. I'm going to have to take some sips in between some classes here and there, so be ready for that. But with that being said, Class 7A, boys, let's get right into it. We'll start from the top left-hand quadrant. Overall, just looking at this quadrant, you got Parkview in there, Camden County, Noonan, Walton, Gainesville, Archer, Mill Creek, and the one that sticks out, of course, is number one, Milton who has been ranked number 1 pretty much the entire season it feels like they've been you know a nationally ranked team we know about them so we don't have to harp too much on them um but Milton number 1 in the state but let's start at that top left hand side like i mentioned Parkview Region 4 number 3 traveling to Region 1 number 2 Camden County Parkview 11 and 7 Camden County just 7 and 11 Region 1, not a very strong region whatsoever. Parkview is going to roll into town with Jason Edwards, uh, currently committed to Miles College. Uh, A big-time score. I think he hung 45 points on Grayson this year, his former school. So he can put in points at the highest level against uh, the best of the best. you got Asher Woods, who's been blossoming, Getting better and better as well, a very talented 6'3 guard uh, that can play either on or off the ball. And then Avante Harper provides that toughness inside, physicality, a double-double guy at, you know, only about six foot five, but he can go up and grab rebounds, and he's done it the whole time. Now, what what do you look at with this team? Where might there be some weaknesses? Well, I would think just overall the uh the depth at, as far as scoring goes, you got those three guys I mentioned. They're going to score the vast majority of the points for the Panthers, uh, and if they're, you know, one of those guys, one or two of those guys has a an off night, where are you going to get the points from? But with that being said, you know, you got those three. You add in the freshman Michael Matthews, which could be a coming out party for him. Not necessarily scoring the ball, but I just love his athleticism, and um, you know, Coach Collins can just stick him in there, and he can do a lot of good things, just defensively, rebound, score here and there. I think he's a nice piece. You're playing Camden County, um, just a team that, like I said, they're coming out of a region that's not very strong. Uh, it's gonna be very tough for them. Now they do have that home court advantage, and that's a long trip for any of these Metro Atlanta schools traveling all the way down south. Uh it's gonna be very difficult. Uh, that, that drive to Kingsland um, but they do have Eric Gaines a very good guard averaging 18 points per game uh, and they do have Amari and Jackson another solid guard uh, but with that being said I think Parkview definitely is the uh, in, is a favorite in this game next we have region two number four Noonan who started off super hot to start the year going to Walton Region 3, number one. Walton, I wasn't, uh, I don't want to say I wasn't a believer. I mean, they've had a good record all season long. Um, but Region 3, let's be honest, Region 3 is not super st- strong um, if we're, we're, we're really telling the truth. I mean, Walton and North Paulding, when you think about traditional basketball powerhouses, at least in the past five years, neither one of those two schools come to mind. Um, but Walton it has a nice mixture of veterans and some youth as well. I like this team. They can shoot the ball from the perimeter. And what really uh, stood out to me, and I know it's just a pickup game at the end of the year just to stay fresh, this, set and the other. doesn't really matter. But that win over St. Pius, uh, I believe that one went into overtime as well, 65-58 if it did go into overtime. But that is a final score. Not only is that a, a, a nice resume-building win, but that is a huge win for your confidence, because you're playing, you know, St. Pius is one of those, you know, echelon teams, you know, they, they haven't won a state championship, they lost back-to-back back years up and Lee, and we all know about that, but, you know, Coach Parr, they, he takes that team to the Final Four in the Elite Eight pretty much every single year, and for Walton uh, to get that win, I think that gives them a lot of momentum. Now they're going to be hosting noon, and I think Dante Colton is a, a big Factor in this game for Noonan, um, six foot six sh- blocks a lot of shots, super athletic. Makai Modsley, really good three point shooter. Eric Smar, uh, a guy that can really score the ball as well. Uh, so Noonan has some pieces, and they played in a very tough region. But I think Walton, they're feeling really good. This is the first time they won the region in, gosh, what they they, they tweeted that picture out twenty years, thirty years maybe. I think things are going Walton's way. I think Walton wins this one. Next, we have Region Six, Number Three, Gainesville at nineteen and eight, traveling to Archer, Region Seven, Number Two team, fourteen and twelve. Archer almost beat Burkmar uh, in that region championship, and uh, Coach LeCruve, he's a he's a great coach. Defensively, Archer will grind you into the dust. They control tempo, no matter who they play. Gainesville they want to score some points They want to get up and run Robert Reisman very good Eli Pitts uh, very good athlete Uh, A couple other guys uh, Jimmy Jackson uh, in that mix as well And then they got uh, the big guy Said inside said nicely I believe his name is a big football player At about I don't know 6'6 Well over 250 pounds So that can cause um, some issues with his size But Archer they've seen the best of the best They play all these games close You know and Against the, the, the top best teams, they, they always really play these teams close. And even last year, they, you know, they just lose by maybe two points or a foul wouldn't go their way or a shot would rim out. And I know I just listened to my podcast from last year and they were a four seed last year, Archer. And I picked them to go to the Final Four because I believed in them. And they graduated a lot of pieces from last year's team. But it's that next crop that has risen to the occasion and has really got this team uh you know playing at a very high level again you got the Christian Drummer's of the world who was a a co defensive player of the year which is nice to see region 7 honor defensive players you don't really see that too much but he was a first team pick overall in that region Makai Carter is a solid guard uh as well and he can defend at a high level um you know they they got a lot of guys over there it's just a, a bounce attack um, Damani Harrison, I believe his name is, is another good piece. Now none of these guys are gonna stand out and be like, whoa, this guy's a superstar. I think uh, Christian Drummer um, is is that that top guy if you're you're thinking about anybody that really can stand out. I like him a lot. Um, but this is a team that just gets the job done. They do what it takes to win games. They're very well coached. Uh, and Gainesville, it's going to be tough going into a grindhouse like that. And for that reason, I think Archer just finds a way to just make it ugly like they always do and just barely score enough points to make it to the next round. Archer, good team. Gainesville, good team. But I like Archer at home with that great defense and that awesome ball movement. They're always cutting, always sharing the ball. I think that makes Archer very hard to defeat. And to round out the top left-hand quadrant, Mill Creek, 8-12 and overall. Versus twenty three and two Milton, Milton national powerhouse. We all know the names: Bruce Thornton, Kanan Carlisle, Kendall Campbell, uh, Brock Bidwell, LT Overton. I mean, just naming those names. I think. Um, that, that should pretty much tell the story. Um, but, you know, I think this is a good game for Mill Creek. I, I don't expect Mill Creek to win, but for their younger players, Jonathan Taylor, that's a nice player right there. I think he's going to have a very good future over the next couple years. I think this is a good experience for him, seeing the best of the best, uh, but I think Milton uh, rolls in this one. We'll go to the bottom left-hand side of the bracket. Really interesting matchup. Region seven number three Norcross twenty and seven, heading to Denmark sixteen and eleven. The two seat out of region six, Denmark. I don't want to say they peaked early, but they played really good basketball early in the season. Then they kind of, you know, it a little hit and miss here and there. Um, but they played a really tough schedule. They've shown that they can compete with some of the best teams in the state. I mean, they beat Cherokee by one point early on. Um, they they lost to Milton in overtime, a game they kind of blew. Uh, they lost by only 10 to Burkmar. Lost to Archer by 13, who we were just talking about. Archer, telling you, that's a good team right there. But now, um, you're looking at this game, actually a rematch. You know, Norcross beat Denmark 86-64 earlier in the season, January 9th. Um, so these two teams are going to be familiar with each other now. Um, I think it's a tough matchup, but Norcross, it was a team that they were young, obviously. Always have new pieces transferring in, um, and it takes a while to gel. And they were beat by Archer, and that you know that knocked them down to this three seed. And Norcross, you know, they've been a they've been a team that doesn't doesn't. I gotta choose my words wisely. This year, this year I think is a little different. I mean, last year they were really loaded. This year's this is a really good roster, um, but they're young, so I think they're a year away from contending for a state title. But but I, you know, it's a team that sometimes plays down to the level of competition. I think you've seen that a lot uh, throughout the year, and I think that's just about coming together in youth and um, a lot of guys. You know, you got Cockyak going to um de you got Jaden harris is a really good guard london johnson uh mere panoam you know you got a lot of talented pieces but uh i don't think this is a, a state title contending team yet but they have the talent to make a deep run um and i'm kind of droning on here but i'm gonna sum it up and say i think norcross wins this game i think uh Uh, sudden smith's going to have a uh, great game for denmark he can really control that pace and you got joseph scott as well six seven can shoot on the perimeter some um but i do think uh, norcross already having beat them once by 22 points i i think you know coming into this tournament as not a heavy favorite more of an underdog you know when's the last time norcross was uh, a lower seed in the first round i think norcross gets the job done Next, we have 19-7, Region 8, number one, North Gwinnett hosting, 15-9, Region 5, number four, Roswell. I love Jason McCullough for um, Roswell, really good guard, think he's going to be a Division 1 player for sure. And they got some other pieces, they got the Kemp brothers, Uh, they got, uh, what is it, Michael Fitzgerald inside, but... North Gwinnett has been very good all season long. You know, they, they turned the corner last year and they really started to play exceptionally well. And that was a team I really loved uh, heading into the tournament last season. And now I, I really like them again. RJ Godfrey is just such a beast inside, rebounds, blocks shots, plays above the rim. Um Brendan Rigsby, a really good shooter and athletic as well, gets to the basket. And you know, Thomas Allard, six foot six. Great three point shooter, really stretched the floor, has improved his off the dribble game. I think North Glenet's just going to be too much in this one. Next, we have Region 1, number 3, Colquitt County, going to Region 4, number 2, Newton. The Rams just 13 8 overall, but that's a really talented team. Uh, TJ Clark, really good. You got those other younger guys, Stephon Castle, uh, Jakai Newton. Um, even uh, MJ Whitlock is a really bouncy guard that can come off the bench. My okay, Grant, and Colquitt, I mean, again, you're 9-9 nine and nine coming out of a not very good region. I think Newton has seen the best of the best. Essentially, they've, they've seen everybody they need to see, and I think they've played well. Uh, so I do like Newton in this one. Last game on that bottom left-hand side. North Cobb, ten and twelve, Region three, number four, traveling to twenty two and three, Region two, number one, Pebblebrook, Pebblebrook, very good team, ranked number four in the state. I think this is a team that has a very good chance at winning a state title this year. Got a lot of length on the outside um, with with those guys, Jamel Clyce uh, going to Georgia State, Danny Stubbs also going to Georgia State at the at the point guard position. Kamai Young transfers in from North Cobb Christian to give you another scoring guard. Um, I just have so much to choose from. Tyler Shirley, another really good player on the wing. Um, you got Reddish, Aaron Reddish, transferred in as well. So just an embarrassment of riches. I think North Cobb is going to slow this game down. Coach Gorsuch, one of the better coaches in Cobb County. Um, Alex Acosta, a really good rebounder inside. He's going to have his hands full going up against so much length and athleticism. You got um, Tyler Gorsuch, uh, a, a solid little guard as well that plays good defense, but I just don't think they have enough firepower, and I don't think they're going to be able to hold Pebblebrook in the 50s or anything like that. So I think Pebblebrook wins this game by double digits. We'll move on to the top right hand side of the bracket as we take a look at. Peachtree Ridge, Region 8, number 3, traveling to Region 5, number 2, Cherokee. Cherokee transformed over the summer. They were good last year, but they lost as a number one seed at home to Westlake, a four seed last year, and that really just put a damper on a great season. This year, they've went out. they played a lot of really good teams. You have Elijah Tucker, who has really blossomed and has taken this team on his shoulders, uh, was named... Uh, region Player of the Year, uh, which is pretty impressive in Region Five when you're talking about you got all those Milton guys in there. But that's how good he is. He can take over games at six foot eight, super bouncy. Just has to stay focused. Sometimes he can get a little out of out of sorts, gets a little frustrated, might play up to the crowd a little too much. Just make sure the main goal is winning this game. I think he's going to be able to do that. You got Tyland Owens, To. That's really the x factor for this team you know this is a guy that's been scoring 18 points per game pretty much his entire career but every game this year he's so passive he'll go into the fourth quarter with maybe four or five points and then he'll try and turn it on he's been able to do that a couple times i saw it at the ctc classic firsthand where he just you know he finished with maybe like 12 or 13 points but like 10 of those came in that fourth quarter when they needed it the most um, but he can't wait to do that. He needs to be clicking on all cylinders. I know I talked to him at the game. He said he's trying to facilitate and be a true point guard. That's great, but you you know it's go time now. You need to be full tilt, being aggressive, hunting your shot. You can still hunt your offense while getting other guys involved. You got Elijah Pickett who transferred in from Richmond Hill, who provides freakish athleticism on the perimeter and a great defensive stopper. A uh, DJ Potts Hurd, who came in from Woodstock, a good outside shooter that can come off the bench and knock down threes. Um, Tate and Owens has really blossomed as a nice starting guard for them. Um, this is a good team. This is a really good team. Caleb Richardson brings you length as well. Cherokee has a lot, and Ben and Ulm, a really good 6'3 guard. That's a really, I'm telling you, he's an underrated defender. I don't know if anyone underrates him. Uh, I would think that's hard to believe because he can potentially be a lockdown guy sometimes. Um, I really like Cherokee is what I'm trying to say. I think they're going to beat Peachtree Ridge. Uh, but I'm telling you, if Cherokee wants to take a deep run, Tyland Owens, he has to get back to that offensive mindset and he can't wait till the fourth quarter. Because if you wait till the fourth quarter and you're in too big of a hole, it's not going to matter what you put up in that fourth. Below this game, we have Region 6, number 4, Lambert at 12 and 14 versus Burkmar. Region 7, number 1, 21 and 5. I think Burkmar's is just too big, too talented. Malik Ewan inside at 6 10. Uh, Destin Logan on the perimeter. Jamel Rideout has really had a breakout season. Darren Alande is just a pit bull, just a monster on the glass. I think they're just too big, too physical, too talented for Lambert. And we'll look at East Coweta. Region 2, number 3 at 16-9 versus Region 3, number 2, North Paulding, 17-7. North Paulding finished their season with a really nice win over Christian Heritage, a team we have in the top 10 in Class A private. But this game right here, I am so concerned with the athleticism of East Coweta, namely Sammy Moss. North Paulding, I don't know what type of defense they run, but if they do run a man, they have no one that's going to be able to check Sammy Moss, the lefty. And you know, he's a you got you got to turn him into a three-point shooter, and he's a quality three-point shooter. But you cannot let him get going downhill because there's just nothing you can do with him. Just too athletic, too talented. Uh, and you know what's and Gilbert Crawley. I want to give him a shout out before I forget. I love him as a glue guy. There's a little bit of everything. Rebounds hard. Can score from the mid range. Slashes to the basket. A guy that's really been underrated his entire career. And he's he's seen more of a role. You know, every single year it's picked up and picked up and picked up. I like him a lot as a really unsung hero. But what I'm trying to get at before I forget is Del Rico Gillespie transferring in in the middle of the season from Michigan. That. Changes East Coweta. East Coweta was meh, you know, nothing special. But adding him in, that makes him a threat now in the state tournament. Six foot seven, already has an Eastern Michigan offer. Um, really understands how to use his body and score with his back to the basket inside. He's a really good player, and North Palton, they just don't have that size. They have Trey Harris, who just set the school record for three pointers. Um, You know, he's about 6'5, but more of a wing, more of a finesse type player. Really good score when he gets, you know, uh, heated up and uh, can really turn it on. And I really love Griffin Cherry. He's a great point guard. Um, You know, he's going to be a a tough competitor. He's going to keep them in this game, and I think North Palton's going to be in this game the entire time, but I think East Coed is just going to be able to make a couple more plays down the stretch, and I just think that athleticism and Sammy Moss just being the best player on the floor, and Delrico Gillespie, I think those are just two guys that North Poling just cannot match up with. Rounding out the top right-hand quadrant, South Gwinnett, 10-8, and 8, Region 4, number 4, Won their way into the tournament beating Brookwood in a playing game. Plays at Tiff County, Region 1, number 1, 13-5. Again, Region 1, not very good. Tiff County, extremely hard to win at in the postseason. I know South Gwinnett has some guys that can put the ball in the basket, um, but you know the motto at Tiff County. It's no buckets, and I think Tiff County, um, you know, it's Tarion Warren. He's really, really good. That's a guy that's going to be a difference maker, and I think Tiff County gets the job done and they advance on to the Sweet 16. We will swing it down, finish up Class 7A. Marietta 10 and 11, Region 3, number 3, versus Region 2, number 2, McEachern, 21 and 4. Big time rivalry matchup straight out the gate in round one. Uh, I like. McEachern in this game definitely Uh, Marietta. They have come a long way since their scrimmage. uh, You know when they just got demolished by uh, Sequoia. Um, They've come a long way. They lost sixty-two to fifty when they played McEachern, and sixty-five to forty. So they already got two losses to them. They played better. They had what? They had a one, two, three, four, five, six-game winning streak heading into the you know, down the stretch here to get into the state tournament because they were dead in the water. But, you know, Marietta, they, they do have talent. Isaiah Nelson is a super talented six foot seven play above the rim type guy. Um, double double threat for sure. I think he has a, a lot of skill. He's a guy that should be able to play at the next level, but he's kind of, you know, he, he he's blossoming. He can shoot the three-point shot, but they don't really use him in that uh, type style. And, you know, this is a team that can get out of control at times and kind of, you know, lose focus. Um, but they do have talent. Him, Jelani Reynolds, Eric Howard plays extremely hard, but he needs to cut down on the turnovers and really work on his outside shot. But there are some talented pieces the, the, the cupboard is not bare for Marcus Hood, but McEachern is way too good. Uh, Chance Moore, uh, Cameron McDowell, just animal. You know Those two guys alone, you got uh, not Randy Brady, he jumped ship. Uh, but you also have, oh man, uh, what's, what's my, my good friend's name? uh that really puts in the points Bobby Moore (laughs) Bobby Moore he you know Bobby Moore there's not many shots that he doesn't like at least uh during the uh the uh, travel ball season but that's a guy that's just a monster plays above the rim and just does crazy stuff on the court really talented player I think McKeachern uh handles their business I think Marietta will have a good game plan uh but the 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 talent gap is just uh too too much in this one and it's gonna be a, a big crowd as well uh so I like McEachern in this game. Next we have Lowndes region four number what region one number four seed six and eight overall against Grayson Region four number one twenty-one and three number two in the state Grayson too big too talented Lowndes County in big trouble that's a long trip coming up to Metro Atlanta you got the, the big guys, Chauncey Wiggins, Tajay Kelly, Ian Shefflin. Um, Grayson should roll. They should roll in a big, big way. I will say these, these South Georgia teams usually are very tough, athletic, uh, football-minded. Um, they're gonna try and punch you in the mouth, but I just don't think that's gonna happen when you can't even reach the mouth of Grayson. We got Etowah, Region 5, number three, versus Region 8, number 2, Collins Hill. Really? Interesting game here. Collins Hill, Coach Joe Dix, they want 32 minutes of havoc. They want to press, 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 trap, 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 press, press, press the entire game and get this game played in the 70s and the 80s. Etowah, a team that is you know, phenomenally coached by Coach Dossinger, always defense first. This is a young team that has gotten better and better and better as the season has worn on. This is a team that's riding an eight-game winning streak, uh, you know, they had like a lot of sophomores in the mix. Mason Etter and Brandon Recksteiner, two young guys that have really stepped up to no surprise. Brandon Recksteiner, um, you know, he was a, uh, a first team selection in the region. That tells you a lot right there. And then he has his older brother, Brock Recksteiner, as well. Um, this Etowah team is very good. Mason Etter. Um, so you got Mason Etter with Brock Recksteiner and uh Brandon Rick Steiner, so that's a really good core with those guys Etter, of course is going to draw charges is going to do all the little things going to be a pest um they just have so many young talented options to choose from Jonah Hamilton a junior is a great three point shooter Dwan Devinish uh athletic undersized guard but will lock you up defensively and can put in points when needed um Dimitri Angelakos a freshman can score the ball Jared Hughes 6 foot 5 can, and play above the rim. They just came off a big win over Heritage Conyers, 83-71. to 71. They They're up like 30 points going into the fourth quarter. Um, Collins, Hill, Collins Hill is going to try and control this tempo and make it a fast-paced game with Jabri Mills and Vino Glover and all these guys and Ethan Davis. Um, but I like I like Etowah. i got to stick with Etowah. I think they're just going to be so fundamentally sound. They're going to handle this pressure. They've seen some of the best of the best. They already have a 66-52 win over Cherokee. So they are playing great basketball right now. They're playing as good as they played all season long, riding a big win streak into the state tournament. So for that reason, I do like Etowah. And to round out Class 7A, we got Discovery Region Seven Number 9 versus Region Six Number One South for Scythe Twenty Three and Three. In this matchup, I like South for Scythe. I think it's going to be a tough game. Discovery, Mikey Moncrease, uh, that's a good player. Uh, you got Navon Mays uh, inside is a very good, you know, inside-out threat that can cause a lot of issues. Um, you have uh, Ian Davis going to Georgia College. He can really score the ball at multiple levels. Um, So there's a lot of firepower for Discovery, but South Forsyth, they just keep winning. And I think, again, the X-Factor in this one, Devin McLaughlin, he's so good inside. Really can dominate the paint. You add in Brandon Stoudemire, that athleticism on the perimeter. Cole Harris, solid player. Um, And then the Underwood brothers, uh, Ethan and Caleb, two really good guards. And I think South Forsyth finds a way to get the job done in a gritty, gritty, close matchup. But I do like South Forsyth. And before I wrap up, Class 7A, I guess it's the moment everyone's been waiting for for some reason. My final four picks, I'm going Milton, Pebblebrook, Berkmar. I'm going with Grayson. That's my final four, and I guess I have to give you a... State championship pick, which everybody knows I hate picking these games, but a state championship pick, I feel like let's have a rematch between Grayson and Milton. Milton won 75-64 in their first meeting when Bruce Thornton went bananas, had a huge game. Um, I'm going to go with, you know, before I I make my selection, uh, yeah, it looks like We had uh, Bruce Thornton in that game. 34.7 rebounds, 5 assists. Pretty impressive stuff there. Um, But I'm going with Milton in a close game against Grayson. Grayson, obviously I think they can win this game. I think they have heartbreak on their mind from last year's team. Um, But I think Milton, Bruce Thornton, that is the X factor in this game. And if we get to that potential matchup, we will talk much more about it later on, but I don't want to drone on. So now let's take a gander at Class 6A. Going to move it on now. 6A, one of the deepest classifications in the state, if not the deepest classification in the state. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. I know everyone thinks it's just going to come down to two teams. Those two teams are going to have to win some some tough games in order to have Round 4. But let's start at that top left-hand side. Valdosta versus Tucker Valdosta. 19-5 19-5 and five hosting Tucker. Tucker's a good team. David Giddens come on very strong. Raylan Berrien, really good ball handler. I don't think he's really been taking that next step and taking that team uh, by the horns, but he is a really good guard. Going against Valdosta, Dorian Douglas, all these just senior-laden guys, guys that have played very well uh, all year long. Um, I like Valdosta in this game. I just think traveling down... The Valdosta having to deal with Daryl Lockhart, a coach that knows how to win these type of games, um, and he's got good players to pull from. A lot of uh, you know tough guys. We talked about that South Georgia mentality of physical guys that can really get after you. Melvin Smith's been very good this year. Uh, Stanley Halliburton, uh, you know, they they have some pieces. They have some pieces, and I think Valdosta gets the job done. Next, we have Region Two versus Region Three, which is a good matchup. I think all the way through. Region two number four Effingham County eighteen and seven that's a pretty good record versus nineteen and two Evans the number one seed from Region three um, Effingham County they're going to come to play they got the uh, the Wallace brothers Kerry and Keon. those two guys are tough to deal with on the perimeter can get downhill can score can score points at a uh, efficient rate uh, so that's going to be a tough matchup but I think Evans Evans has seen some of the best of the best. They have really went out there and challenged themselves this year, and I think they're going to be better for it. Still got Rashad King, really tough. Brazen James, good guard. Josh Mincy. Devin Story has added some outside shooting. Tyson Jones, a big fell inside at 6'8". The list goes on and on. I think Evans is going to win this game in advance to the next round, but I think Effingham County is going to come out and make it interesting just how they can match up a little bit early on, but I think Evans will be too much at home. Region 6, number 3, 16-11, South Cobb against 21-4. and four. Region 7, number 2, Centennial, who is currently ranked number 8 in the poll. Centennial, uh, I like this team a lot. I watched South Cobb versus Pope. They sleptwalked the entire game for the most part until the fourth quarter when they finally took their first lead of the game on the last second tip in to beat Pope. Um, they had a really nice performance. Um, From Travis Burris, really scored the ball well, the lefty guard. And then Daquan Riggins had some big, big plays, and Jens Ruckert had the tip in. Then you got Bassett and uh, Backy Leckie, really athletic, long wings that can defend. I think that's a, you know, gives Coach Moultrie a lot to choose from. But I think Centennial, I, I predicted this earlier in the season before the year started. I said, well, keep an eye on Centennial. On paper, this is a team that looks really, really good. And to their credit, they've lived up to the hype you know they they were right there, had a chance to win the region championship. This is a good team, Logan Turner, we already know about him and what he can do but mansur williamson k j spoony, um Wade call inside, I really like him. And I I think they're just, they're so balanced. And Kyle Duncan as well. I mean, another big guard that plays multiple positions. I like Centennial in this game. I just think they have a lot of firepower. And they have a lot of experience playing some of the best of the best. As does South Cobb coming out of Region 6. But I just think Centennial, uh, I think they're in line for a special year. So I'm going to stick with them. And we will finish that top left-hand quadrant with a very interesting matchup. A very interesting matchup between Region 8, number 4, Winder Barrow, 15-10 and 10 overall, versus 22-5, number 4 in the state, Douglas County, who won Region 5. Douglas County just obliterated pretty much everybody in Region 5. Now, Region 5 was not very good this year, and the antithesis of that is Region 8 was very good this year. And Winderbarrel got in, and Winderbarrel has gone through battles with Buford and Shiloh and Lanier, and they've you know split some wins with a couple of those teams. Winderbarrel, a very good team. Douglas County, this is a team that likes to bully te- bully teams, bully people inside from everything I've been told and how I do know the personnel. Omarion Smith going to Lander. He's a monster inside, averaging about 13 points and 11 rebounds. Um, bullying people. Only about six foot five. Um, he's so good. Amari Fontino is a big, long guard. You got Mike Kennard that provides some uh, size. Um, Jermachelle MaHorn, um, Justice Devon. You got a lot of guys to choose from, and you got some big bullies, some big bruisers as well. Douglas County has really just overpowered a lot of teams this year, uh, and you know it's gonna be tough. To do that against Winder barrel Winder barrel you got Isaiah Nelson Odoa inside, who is six foot eleven, very skilled, very skinny though, very thin, and can sometimes float out to the three point line, which could be an issue. But they also have Wyatt Fricks, a six foot nine wing that can score in a multitude of ways, and you got Tim Loud, a very good guard. It's gonna to be tough, you know. Douglas County is so used to just beating up teams on the inside, uh, but it's gonna be much difficult, more difficult to do that with six foot eleven and six foot nine. But that six foot 6'9, foot nine, they're not necessarily known for being physical uh, and the low block. And you know that's that's Douglas County's mo. So what looks like a very interesting game, and I do think it's going to be a good game. I think Douglas County just has a, a couple more dogs on the floor, and I think Douglas County wins and advances to the Sweet 16. We'll move down to the left bottom side of the bracket. Region 7, number 3, Sequoia, 16-12, and 12, verse 22-5, Wheeler, region 6, number 2, the defending 7A state champs. Beat Kale twice this year, but then lost in double overtime in the region championship 78-71. Sequoia, hey, if any underdog had a chance or at least had the skill set of being able to beat a top-ranked team, it would be Sequoia. They had the best outside shooting backcourt in the state, bar none, between Kyle Keener and Dylan Wally, Those two guys lighted up. They can both hit you for six, seven, eight threes. It's been done before. Um, Aiden Watson, athletic inside, helps out Fisher Mitchell. Fisher Mitchell, a floor spacing big man, but you know he's he's gonna play below the rim, and that's you know that really leads me to my next point. Wheeler is just gonna be t- so big, too big inside. Jaheim Hudson, uh, he was a monster against Kale. He's going to be uh, just. You know, just absolutely dominant inside if he wants to be against Sequoia. Sequoia has nobody that can match him inside. I just don't foresee any second chance uh, opportunities or very many at all for Sequoia other than maybe long rebounds on missed three-pointers and some guys being out of place. But Wheeler's just so big. Caleb Washington, a eight wing going to Dayton. You got Isaiah Collier at the guard spot. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Sequoia, I think... Sequoia, they could hit some threes. If they hit maybe 10 or 12 threes, they could hang around, but I think the length and the quickness of Wheeler are going to know where the shooters are. Larry Thompson is a very good coach. I would have to assume they're not going to let Wally and Keener get too many open looks from three, and I think Wheeler is just going to overpower Sequoia at the end of the day. Next, we have Region 5, Number 4, South Polding, 15-11, back in the state playoffs for the first time in three years versus Lanier, Region 8, number one, 18-6, one by one point over Shiloh in the Region Championship. Well, South is going to throw the whole kitchen sink at Lanier. I can tell you that right now. Coach Davis, Gil Davis, always switches up defenses. Uh, so there's going to be a lot that he's going to try, um, but I think Lanier is just going to be a little bit too talented, uh, James Madison signee Andrew McConnell, big time scorer on the perimeter, more of a jump shooter than a driver. Uh, but if you let him get his feet set, he's going to knock down shots. Aisha uh, Phillips, really athletic little guard, that's just such a bundle of energy. Uh, Makai Vassilev, six foot six, is very tough. And they got Boogie Morgan, a youngster. They got a lot of young pieces that really help balance this team. South Polding, Uh you're looking at a, a, a game plan where they got to keep this pretty low scoring. Jeremiah Taylor's got to be full health, full strength. He's just gonna have to have a phenomenal game. Carry on, Mathis is gonna have to compete inside, block shots, and knock down some, you know, outside shots to space the floor. Uh, it's just gonna be really tough for them. Randy Harris is gonna have to be locked in. Uh, a wiry scorer, that's a real streaky guy. But I just think Lanier is gonna have too much firepower in South Paulding. You know, after they won against Paulding County, you know they they won in overtime, which was a thrilling game. I just don't know if they have enough left in the tank after taking a beating from Douglas County and then falling to Dalton. It's going to be really tough. I think Lanier will win this game, and I think they're going to win it by double digits. Next, we have Region One, number three, Houston County, just five and eleven, versus nineteen and three, North Atlanta, Region Four. Number two, I like North Atlanta. They've been in the top ten at times throughout the year. Um, I think they have uh, some potential sleepers that are very, very good. Uh, And Montavious Myrick, uh, I think he is a very big piece to their run, their playoff run. Uh, I think he... uh, has a chance to be a really good late bloomer at the next level. I mean, he's he's impressive. I, I've seen tape. He's he's very impressive, Montavious Myrick, just a, a athletic, stretchy forward that can play inside and out, can shoot the three a little bit when left open, but plays above the rim, really tough. You add in a couple other really good guards, and you're going up against a House and County team that um, I saw them play this year. I just don't think they're going to have enough to compete with them, House and County. Um, they're going to be led by uh, some guards. Dallas Jackson, uh, H.B. Morgan, I believe, is still there. A couple good little guys, but I just don't think they're going to have enough for North Atlanta. And to finish up this left-hand, bottom left-hand quadrant, Rockdale, Region 3, number 4. 10-14 versus Region 2, number 1. Richmond Hill, 19-3. and 3. Richmond Hill, I've been a believer in Richmond Hill all year long. Played at the CTC Classic. Beat up on Upson Lee. Jaden Marshall... Is a problem. Built like a linebacker, gets to the rim, can actually score it from the outside as well. He's really tough. You add in brayden Baker at six foot five, a big shooting guard. Um, Layden Finley, a, a junior, that's a Georgia baseball commit. Very solid around the basket, double double type guy. I think those three pieces, plus Coach Bill Henderson's a really good coach. I like his sets and I like their discipline. Rockdale going to have to come to Richmond Hill. That's a long ways from home. I like Richmond Hill on this one to make it to the Sweet 16. Top right-hand side, Region 8, number 3, Buford, 18-7, and 7, versus Alexander, Region 5, number 2, 11-14. Alexander beat Buford earlier in this season, but that result was transferred over into a forfeit for an illegal player. For Alexander so these two teams are familiar and I think after that loss I think Buford picked up a guard um, I don't know if he was there at the beginning of the year when these two teams hooked up I want to say it was Morge um, that transferred over uh, but you know that's that's a new piece and then of course you're losing a piece that it's not going to be eligible for Alexander so that kind of changes the dynamic one team might be adding a guard another team uh kind of loses a guard. Um, so that's, that, that, that changes things up some. Um, but I think Jalen Taylor is going to be the key in this game. London Williams inside, very physical. Um, and then, you know, Hassan Dalton's had a good year. Alon Sumler, Caleb Blackwell has been a solid guard for, uh, Buford. I think they're going to be able to win this game going on the road. I know. Uh, coach Slade is going to do whatever it takes to win. He played some slow ball in the region championship against Douglas County and held them to like 37 points. But when you only score like 24, it just doesn't add up for you. Um, so I think it's going to be tough. Alexander, exceptionally coached. But uh, Buford's pretty well coached too. And coach, uh, Eddie Martin. So I do like Buford in this one. Next we have... Two familiar programs that were in the same region for a long time before the reshuffling of the classifications and regions. Region 6 number 4 Pope 16 and 12 overall versus Region 7 number 1 Chattahoochee, the defending state champs at 20 and 3 overall, five ranked number 5 in the state. Um this this is, a, you know, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. These two teams know each other very well dating back to last year as I just said. Um, Will Colker is an elite point guard. For, you know, he's, he's as good as they get in the state of Georgia. He, the, the best passer, hands down, in Georgia. He is just incredible, the amount of points uh, he creates, both himself scoring and then passing the ball and getting others involved. Um, Chattahoochee, good team. They really went to the next level when Jordan Brown transferred in middle of the season. After transferring over from uh, St. Francis, you pair him um, with AJ White. Really scores the ball well. Dynamic duo. I think Pope is going to have a good game plan. They ran a, an amoeba defense against South Cobb and really had them flummox for the much of the game until the, the very you know last second uh, when they lost at the buzzer. Um, but Pope Pope's going to be they're going to be tough. This is a game that you might want to keep an eye on. Uh, I'm going to go with Chattahoochee. Because A.J. White is a uh the definition of a winner at this point and always gets the job done whenever you doubt him. Um but I think Pope is going to be a live underdog in this one, and it's gonna be a fun matchup, but I do like Chettahoochee. Next we have Region 2 number 3 Brunswick 16 and 8 versus Region 3 number 2 Grovetown 14 and 8. Uh I like Grovetown this one at home. Julius Brown, good guard. Zach Bell is a really really breakout player freak athlete just does everything very impressive uh senior season for him I think Grovetown's going to be able to um get the job done I think Brunswick has some nice players in Cam Towns um, and a couple other guys that I, I really like but I, I just think it's going to be difficult um to win you know you're going to Bruns or going to Grovetown so a little bit of a trip as well uh, and I think Grovetown, they, they've been a pretty good team this year. And, you know, as long as uh, Tyrese Jones doesn't catch fire, or Xavier Bean, you know, Jonathan Ellis, a c- couple good pieces for Brunswick. And they're going to be exceptionally coached. I know um, Coach uh, Chris Turner, great head coach over there, going to have them ready. But I think Grovetown might just be a little bit tougher. So I'm going with Grovetown. And to sum up the uh, top right-hand quadrant, Last game, which I've given great thought to, Region 1, number 1, 14 and 10, Lee County hosts Langston Hughes, Region 4, number 4, 11 and 12. Well, we've been here before with these teams, I feel like, or at least you have with Langston Hughes being an underdog. No coach has more experience of leading his team as an underdog than Rory Welsh. Like, he, he's done this before. And he might be able to do it again now. I don't think they're going to win a state championship per se, but this Langston Hughes team has played a tough schedule, you know eleven and twelve, but not a ton of bad losses. They played good teams, and uh you know they're 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 they're, they're solid Kobe Davis has really had a good year. Kyle Jones has been not as potent of a score as we thought as he transferred in. Um, But Langston Hughes has some size inside, and they have solid guard play, and have a very good coach. And Langston Hughes, just a year ago, they were a three seed, and they made it all all the way to the Elite Eight where they lost to Lanier in overtime. So this is a team that has done it before. They went down to Valdosta in the Sweet 16 last year and won 55-52. Now you're not going to Valdosta, but the same similar type area. You're going down south. You're playing Lee County. The one thing here is can you control can you contain is a word i'm looking for mj taylor who has been on a scoring binge all season long had like 41 or 43 points in the region tournament kid can flat out score he is the one key for lee county if he can get hot and get going and carry that team lee county will win this one um but i think langston he is just The overall talent, the amount of talent they've seen this year, and then just having that experience of being an underdog and being a road warrior and winning so many games on the road in the state playoffs. I think that bodes well, and that's why I have to go with Links and Hughes. And now to finish up Class 6A on the bottom right hand side, let's go with number three, Heritage Conyers, Uh, Region 3 3 seed at 12 and 11 only. Versus Region two, number two, Statesboro, nineteen and three. Interesting matchup. Talent uh is exceptional, exceptional talent uh for heritage conyers when you're looking at uh James White going to Ole Miss averaging like twenty seven points a game. You got Elon in uh r j nord, you get some other strong piece courtney mcbride's a really good piece going to f a u for football, but they've been a little you know I've gotta say that's disappointing disappointing with two division one guards that are seniors, twelve and eleven just hasn't really worked out for them. you're playing against statesboro, who you know someone told me they were rumored that they kicked off two two key pretty key pieces for the region tournament have not had that um uh corroborated. Don't know if it's legit or not, and I heard Leslie Black has been in COVID protocol. Six foot five, six foot six, four. Should be back out um, in time for the first round, I would hope. If they're at full strength, I like Statesboro with uh, Albert Mikel. I think you know he's pretty good, and this this has been a team that's been very balanced all year long. And again, that's a long trip and a long ride, and you know that's a lot of toughness and. We know Heritage is going to get points, and James White's going to get his points, but uh, you know they just haven't been able to really uh, take off. I mean, they went to the Sweet 16 last year, lost a close game to Chattahoochee, but even before that, they only beat Lee County by two points in that first round. Um, so Lee County, that goes back to that Langston Hughes matchup. They're, they're going to be tough, um, but I, I like Statesboro. I think Statesboro's been a good team, and I think they have a chance to to make a, a a little bit of noise in the state tournament, as long as they are healthy. Next we have Northside Warner Robins, four seed, nine and twelve overall versus Region Four number one Westlake, fifteen and three. Northside Warner Robins, that's a that's a pretty good four seed. I know the record doesn't reflect it, but as far as the talent goes, Trey Grain, big time guard, really scores the ball, does everything for Coach Simon. Really good player. And Jordan Brown, that kid, you know, he averages close to a triple double. You know, he's about eight points, eight rebounds, eight blocks a game. He can erase a lot of stuff. And, you know, you're you're looking at Westlake, Jalil McKee, very good physical wing type player. And then uh we had who was it? Gaddis Heath, I believe it was. You know, he transfers in and uh really takes his team to the to the next level as far as just Taken over, you know, 20 points, seven rebounds, seven assists per game is what they, they tweeted out as his stats. And if, if that's true, that's, uh, that's pretty good numbers right there. So I think he's really dynamic and has really t- t- helped take this Westlake team to some pretty good heights. Uh, I think they'll win this game, but I think Northside Warner Robins, they do have some talent to compete with them. But I think Westlake at home, I think they'll just be a little too tough, and they know how to win games. Next, we have Dalton, Region 5, number 3, versus Shiloh, Region 8, number 2. Shiloh 19 and 5, Dalton 14 and 3. Shiloh, Devin Barnes, really good, strong, crafty guard, and they just got a, a plethora of other guys. Trevon Payton, um, what is it, Nazir, uh, Griffin, if that's correct, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they got a lot of guys that just chip in, you know, 10, 12 points here and there. Zaron so Jackson, they got a nice, core and they play such good defense they grind you into dust coach rivers does dalton you know they have franklin almonte he's a freak he's going to get 20 points and 20 rebounds and they have ashton blackwell who's the head of the snake those two guys are you know they they make that team go ashton blackwell especially really good um, under the radar guard but i just think Shiloh's just going to be able to just suffocate them And they're going to be physical, and they're going to put a body on Almonte the best they can. And I think Shiloh's going to win this game. Which would set up a very interesting next-round matchup, because we have Kel, Region 6, number 1, versus Region 7, number 4, River Ridge. Before we talk about the Sweet 16, which we'll have to save for another podcast, River Ridge is big! 6'11", And 6'9 inside, Jared Russo, very skilled post player. And then you got Braden Pierce, blocks a lot of shots, can stretch the floor from time to time. Those two guys will cause some issues. Now, they're bigger than Wheeler, those two guys. And Wheeler really killed Kale on the glass at times. But, of course, they're, they're not as athletic as those two. But that size, I mean, ask Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee has had a hell of a time in their meetings with River Ridge this year. Not, you know, Kel, they beat Chattahoochee by like 30 points early in the year, but Kel's a different animal. I think Scoot Henderson obviously just just too good. I think he's gonna be able to you know, score at the rim. Somebody could be put on the poster, it's possible. But he, Jalen Harris, has stepped up so much, Najee Cologne defensively. Um, they got a lot of talented, you know, solid guys that follow scoots lead and i just worry about river ridge i don't know if they're playing zone if they're playing man i would hope and assume they're playing zone but if you did have to go man who is guarding scoot henderson i don't see anyone on that roster that's going to be able to keep up with him maybe grant portera jackson head possibly but i just think he's going to be too fast too quick too shifty and i think kill finds a way into the sweet 16 now my final four picks in class 6a Let's rack them off. Evans, Wheeler, Chattahoochee, and we're going with Kel. Everyone wants to know, will we have round four Kel versus Wheeler? I say we do. I say we do, and I don't think it's going to be easy to get there because we know the hardest thing to do is to win a state championship as a favorite, especially in class 7A. I forgot to mention that. So Milton, you're off the hook because I forgot to mention that. But Wheeler and Kel, two really good teams. I don't want to say they're head and shoulders above the rest of the field, but they've been neck and neck all year long. Like I said, Wheeler beating them by one, beating them by three, and then they lost by seven in double overtime. I think we might have round four and round four, I would say goes to Wheeler, who I have ranked number one. I have Kel ranked number two. Why is Kel ranked number two? And not number one after they beat Wheeler for the region Championship. Well, how many times have they played Wheeler? They've played them three times. They've lost two times. We might see a fourth time. And I'm just going with Wheeler because I, they're just so big. And Jaheim Hudson getting in foul trouble was a really big deal in that game for Kell to get back into it. They got off to a slow start. And then, uh, you know, Scoot Henderson got hot with Hudson not able to protect the rim on the bench. So I have Wheeler repeating as state champs this time doing it in class 6a next up we shift over to class 5a as my voice starts to give way but i'm going to power through for everybody top left hand side of the bracket region four number three locust grove thirteen eleven, first first state playoff birth in school history versus region one number two 13-11, Warner Robins. Warner Robins was a team that was going to be in the top ten pretty much um, all season long. Uh, it felt like before uh, a nasty injury uh, to Greg Jones really, you know, put them on the outside looking in. But they're getting hot at the right time. They took veterans who's undefeated to the over to two overtime uh, in the region championship. So Warner Robins a really tough game or tough team. Um, Coach Garmin knows how to win games. Coach Tat knows how to win games and be physical and be gritty in the state tournament. Locust Grove—it's her first time ever being there, you know—and that's a that's a big deal for these kids. And I don't think it's going to be a a deal where it's oh we're just happy to be here. I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. But it's going to be very difficult to beat a tough team like Warner Robins in a tough environment. Uh, Geo Strachan—it's going to have to have a good game. David Laurent. Um, Josh Richardson, to name a few, some of their best players. All all region picks, but I do like Warner Robbins in this one. Um, just a team that has their sights built on bigger things, or set on bigger things, and I think Warner Robins will find a way to advance using that home court advantage. Next we have 4-14, <coughs> four and Northside Columbus. <coughs> a 4 seed out of Region 2 versus... Number 1 ranked Tri-Cities 19 and 4. <clears throat> Number 1 seed out of Region 3. Uh Tri-Cities by a lot in this game. I think they're just way too good. Northside Columbus, they've only won 4 games. They're going to see a team, <clears throat> the best team they'll see all year and I think Tri-Cities is just going to put it on them. Tri-Cities advances. <clears throat> Next, we have Lithia Springs, a three seed out of Region Six, versus Blessed Trinity, a two seed out of Region Seven. Eighteen and eight, Blessed Trinity. Lithia Springs, eleven and six. Blessed Trinity fell to Calhoun in the Region Championship, but they have Jax Bone Knight going to Flagler, a big time point guard, scores the ball lightning quick, does a little bit of everything. Really tough player. Um, I think Lithia Springs is going to have a hard time chasing him around. Uh, and Ben Hamaker, uh, another solid guard that can help put in some points. I think you know, at, at this point, we're looking at which team has the best player on the floor. Blessed Trinity has the best player on the floor, um, and I think they played a little bit better of a schedule. I don't think Region Six was all that strong this year, to be honest with you. I'm not saying Region Seven was a juggernaut, but at least Blessed Trinity did see teams like Cass and I guess Calhoun too, because Calhoun peaked at the right time. But I, I like Blessed Trinity in this game. Next, Walnut Grove, the eight seed or the <laughs> the four seed out of Region Eight, ten and fourteen versus twenty two and three St. Pius, the number one seed. We all know St. Pius trying to get over the hump, trying to get that state championship. I think they will win this game. I think Cam Lee, Cameron Lee, from Walnut Grove, very athletic guard. I think he's going to cause some issues on the perimeter. Um, but outside of him, I don't know if Walnut Grove is just going to have enough to compete with that that surgical precision. Uh, that St. Pius executes with, um, especially when you have uh, Brooks Colert going to Rollins College, just d- diming people to death, and Trey Acklin, and just all these guys. It's a it's a, it's a, good team. Cal Peterson, I believe, is still there, so it's just a good overall team, the St. Pius team, and uh, I think they're going to be able to handle their business uh, and make it to the Sweet 16 where then things will you know get a little more interesting here and there, but I, I do like this team a lot. And I got St. Pius advancing. Next we'll go to the bottom left-hand side of the bracket. Region 7 number 3. Cass 19 and 7 versus Villarica 13 and 10. Two seed out of region six. Um two programs very familiar with each other. They're in that same region a year ago. Uh, I might be able to dig up what these two teams did against each other last year. And you know, last year was last year. A lot changes in the calendar year. Um, but just looking at what they did last year uh in these matchups, Villa Rica looks like Villarica won 57-51 and then won 69-64 before Cass beat them 62-57 in the region tournament. So with that being said, and I guess that was a knockout Villarica. I think that kept Villarica out of the postseason last year. So um, that, you know, Villarica probably has some bad bad blood and want to get some revenge for last year. Um, but I think Cass, I think Cass is a, a really good team. Braxton Benham, uh, solid guard, you know, set shooter from the three-point line. Would like to see him attack the basket a little more and use his athleticism, but... Decent outside shooter, a little streaky. I think C.J. Pipkin has really emerged as the go-to guard for this team, and he's really been the engine that makes him go. Uh, you got Zalen Chaney at 6'6 wing that, you know, when he's focused and locked in, he can be the best player on the court 90% of the time. And then you got um, Andrew Glaze, really has done a great job of just being a spot-up three-point shooter. Uh, it's really balanced that offense and Villarica. I just don't think they're going to have enough balance. I don't think they're going to have enough uh, firepower to compete with Cass. I know they have it at their home court, but we just said Cass has been there, done that before. They know this crowd. They know what they're getting into, and I think Cass has just overall been the better team this year. So I'm going with Cass. Next we have ML King Region Five Number Four versus 18 and Six Clark Central. Region 8, number one, Clark Central is red hot, I tell you. They are rolling right now. They're playing great basketball. I think that great basketball is going to continue. A team that uh, kind of surprised some people, including myself, last year uh, in the state tournament. But 18-6, and six, like we said, they've won <clears throat> 15 straight games. This is a good team, a balanced team. A couple guys here and there that do some damage. Um... I think they are going to handle their business and advance on to the sweet 16. Next, we have Region 1 number 3 Coffee, always a well-coached team pernell Smith always has some guys down there good athletes that play tough basketball. They're 12 and 11. They travel to Dutchtown. Region 4 number 2 20 and 8 overall the defending state champs. A lot different roster this year. Cohen Carr Super impressive his sophomore season, six five six six, just freak athlete dunks everything in sight, and they have some good guards, Gary Richardson, uh, you know shares the ball, and they got some other shooters on the perimeter, um, and uh, they 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 have some bruisers inside too. I mean, Dutchtown they have an interesting lineup. I uh, I think inside is where they can really do some damage. Um, Micah Evans, really impressed with his, his uh, skill set inside, just being able to score with his back to the basket. And then Jared Waddell has proven to be a, a big shot maker. So uh, I like uh, Dutchtown in this one to make it to the Sweet 16, where they will see either Jonesboro, the four seed out of Region 3, which was the toughest region all year in the classification, versus 16-5 and 5, Harris County. Um, Looking at Harris County, again... Region 2, not a very good, not a great region, I guess, all things considered compared to these other regions. I mean, Region 2 compared to Region 3, I think it's kind of night and day. Uh, I know Harris County has had a real good year from uh, Marcus Dumas, uh, 15 points per game, Uh, a, a good guard, but I think Jonesboro... You know, I don't think Jonesboro is the super most skilled, but they play super hard. They have dual sport athletes. They have um, Giannis Woods and Nathaniel Adams inside, both six foot seven, wire thin, but can grab rebounds and get out and go and get deflections on defense. And Devon Rainey is a pretty good uh, perimeter player. I think he's their maybe their most skilled uh, guard. Type, uh, so I and you know, the, just the pressure defense and how how they get after it. I think Jonesboro is just going to be uh, a little tough for Harris County to compete with, and I think Jonesboro is going to advance to the next round. Top right hand quadrant, we got Lithonia, number two team out of region fibers, region eight, number three, Greenbrier. Greenbrier is a, a pretty solid team, They've, they're a nice team. I like them. They get some shooters and they get some solid overall guards. Uh, I think they're just gonna, you know, have to find a way to slow down um, Lithonia. Uh, I mean, they've they've really put points on the board. Raheem Swain has had a breakout season, averaged close to twenty five points per game. Was leading Cab County in scoring. Um, last we saw, uh, they have a champion boy over there, Chase Champion. Maybe I'm not sure off the top of my head. Hopefully that's correct. Um, who has been like their second leading scorer throughout the year, Chase Champion, yes, that's correct. Uh, a, a good good one-two punch right there between the two. Then it kind of comes down to, okay, where, where are we getting our points uh, beside those two guys? That's where it gets kind of you know a little interesting. But uh, this Lithuania team is a good team, and I think they are going to just have too much as far as Raheem Swain. I just think he's been that good that he's going to lead them to the Sweet 16. Tough, interesting matchup next between number four seed Chapel Hill out of region six for seven seed or seven region seven, number one Calhoun. Both teams 15 and 10. Chapel Hill, they had a um, Mackay M- M- Bell transfer back in in the middle of the season. Um, that you know, with him there, I probably would have had them in like the top five to start this season. He transferred out, uh, he's back. They've got KJ Doucette, they have. Kelvin Hunter inside is really big and talented. Jameson Winters I think is a solid guard. Um, I got got those athletes as well on the perimeter. Uh, I think Chapel Hill's good. I think this is a a really tough matchup. I mean, Calhoun, Vince Lyson, very well coached team. Dylan Faulkner is going to be an issue inside. Uh, He's turned into a double-double guy that just really leads them and does everything for them. And then, of course, uh, Peyton Law uh has really risen to the occasion. He's had some big time scoring a uh, um uh, outbursts lately. Uh you know, he's averaging fourteen points per game. Uh he's had a really nice season. Uh, but uh, I think it's gonna be tough I just think you know with shy shannon as well I think Chapel Hill's going to be able to get out and get those athletes and they're they're very skilled uh I think it's gonna be a really close game because I mean we saw Chapel Hill play Marist last year in the first round of state and they just got grinded into like a three the triple overtime like wild loss and calhoun's not gonna like grind you to you know a halt they're gonna play good defense and they're gonna execute but I think Dylan Faulkner's gonna be the key in this one but I just think top to bottom, I think Chapel Hill has a little bit more talent. I think talent uh, will just find a way to you know, pull this one out, but I think it's going to be very, very close. Next, we have Griffin, 3-team out of Region 2 versus Woodward Academy, the second seed out of that tough Region 3. I'm going with Woodward in this one. I think Will Richards is going to be too tough. I mean, inside-out threat. He's gone back to being a bully on the block this year You know, after playing solely on the perimeter last year. And of course, he can still go outside to the perimeter and knock down threes. I think he's just a three-level score, which makes him so good going to Belmont. Um, I think he's tough. And then Logan Stevens, he's a little streaky. He wants to score a lot. He you know make sure he does a little bit more as well. But he can put the ball in the basket. And if he's clicking and Will Richards clicking, it's a tough team because they do have some length as well. Jordan Shue and they have another long uh, wing that's about six six. Um, but it's really just it's Logan Stevens. It's Will Richard scoring, and other than that, it is a steep, steep drop off. So if one of those guys has a, uh, you know, an off scoring now and can only put up, you know, ten, twelve points or maybe less, Woodward's gonna have some issues. Uh, but I think they have enough momentum right now. I think they're gonna win this game and move on to the Sweet Sixteen. Next to round out the top right hand quadrant, we have veterans, number one seed, the only. The only undefeated team in Class 5A remaining at 21-0 versus Union Grove 9-16. Veterans, you know, they're not not super flashy. This is a team that's well coached, Coach Hardy. I think they play very hard. I think they play very good defense um I don't think they make a ton of mistakes I think D'Angelo Hines a senior is a really good guard that colleges will want to check in on he is a ice water performer he has deep range on his three-point shot he can pull up uh, a very good defender as well but he has some major bounce like when he gets to the basket you think it's just going to be a layup but like he can he'll he'll lay it up but he's going to be like right there at the rim he gets up Uh, a lot for a guard that's maybe about six foot or so but he's bouncy uh, and he's just an overall smooth player tj grant 6'6 on the wing Uh, he does everything defense rebounding scoring the ball at all three levels doing it off the dribble from the three-point line he's a great player Uh, and then taj williams is that third scoring piece that you know just he's solid again just another guy that's kind of the epitome of this team doesn't really stand out in one area but He's solid across the board. We'll give you a couple points, you know, double digit score here and there, and we'll play good defense and keep the ball moving. scoring a variety of ways. And you know, he, he he's good. And you got Rylan Perita. He's solid as well. And then, you know, in case of emergency, break glass for Aaron Jones, six foot eleven, the big fella, only uh, I want to say he's only a sophomore. Um, but Aaron Jones, he's he's uh, you know, he's he's still wet behind the ears. Uh, still needs to get a lot stronger um, to uh, be able to score around the rim consistently. Um, But the one thing he can do is he can block shots, and he can block shots without fouling. So he might not be a a huge piece as far as the offense goes, but Coach Hardy can shuffle him in there for three, four minutes at a time when needed, and he can block shots and kind of get in the way, and I think he's going to be able to do that, and I think veterans rolls on to the next round. Next on the bottom right-hand side, we have Forest Park <laughs> versus Whitewater. Forest Park at 3 seed versus Whitewater a 2 seed. Forest Park 11 and 6. Um this team was really good. I think this team is as as talented talent-wise as anybody in this classification, honestly. Forest Park is that good with uh Daniel Pounds about 6768. I think he is a big-time player. That's going to be a, a potential high major forward that not only is just a crazy good motor and freak athlete, dunks every alley-oop, anything in his way, um, but he has some skill. He can shoot the three ball. Um, just plays so hard, so you mix him in. Jaquez Aiken's a really good guard, puts the ball in the basket. Montez Redding, a tough freshman that's really balanced his team. Deshaun Brown is really good. Like They got dudes that can flat-out go. But I worry because when I saw them against Jonesboro, they were up like 25 points, but Jonesboro put on that that aggressive press and kind of you know mucked it up and got physical with them. And Forest Park can tend to get a little out of control and turn the ball over a little too much for my liking. That could hold them back from taking a deep, deep run. My goodness, this team is as talented as it gets. I think Whitewater is going to have to come out with a, a good game plan, which I know they will with Coach Martin, but I just think Uh, forest park just has too many dudes and i think the winner of uh this you know potential sweet 16 matchup is a team that's going to make it to the final four out of this quadrant between uh you know this next matchup which is region four number one 24 and one eagles landing number two in the state they're playing wayne county 8 and 17 wayne county going to be led by bj wright uh, six foot six, really good player, but I just don't think Wayne County has enough else uh, around him to compete with Eagles landing. A.J. Barnes had a breakout season, region player of the year. We tabbed that before the year. I thought he could have a, a special season. David Thomas, I love David Thomas. Just such a good player. Scores at all three levels, but plays both sides of the ball at a very high level. Um, and those two guys really lead the way. I mean, Fabian de Silva... A a nice piece, uh, Jalen Hand. They got they got a they got a lot to choose from over there, um, but you know I'll I'll say it right now because I I you know Eagles Landing. They it's not this round, it's next round. So I'm I guess I'm gonna bite my tongue and I'm gonna I'm gonna save it for the Sweet Sixteen podcast. But uh, I'm just saying this is a a very favorable bracket for Eagles Landing. To finally rid the demons of the Sweet Sixteen, and make it to the Final Four and possibly even deeper. Um, and I'll I, I'll leave it at that until I give my Final Four picks, and I might have to touch back on it. But uh, I think Eagles Landing is very very good, and they should make it to the Final Four this year. At the you know possibly at the very minimum. Next, we have Decatur, the three seed out of Region 5, 7, and 7 versus Region 8, number 2, Eastside. Oh, man, I mean, Eastside, you lose pretty much everybody. You lose, um, geez, Chauncey Wiggins, your big man. You lose Miles Rice. Both those guys uh, jump ship and transfer in the off season. You're trying to really just, you know, leave a... Uh, Leave that team for dead almost. Dorian Randolph ha- has all these guys just leave, so he's got you know as far as what they did have, you had two high major guys, and now you don't have two high major guys. But Coach Rand, he's got to be in the discussion for coach of the year, uh, just to get this team into the state tournament and have a two seed and you know be right there in the mix of things of potentially playing for a region championship. You know they they had an opportunity to get there uh, and you know pull it off against Clark, but. He's done a phenomenal job, and you, you got to give credit to the buy-in for the three seniors that stayed. Jalen um, Johnson, 14 points a game. Jalen Woods, over 12 points a game. Then Jace Douglas, um, over 10 points per game. Those three seniors have really been key for Eastside, and I think they're going to keep that magical season rolling. I think they're going to the Sweet 16. Next, we have Hiram, four-seed out of Region 7. Versus Region Six One Seed New Manchester. I'm not sure what to make out of New Manchester. I did not have them on my radar to start uh, this year uh, by any means. I mean, they graduated a lot of their you know their key dudes from last year. They had a really nice team, and you know they all graduated. But um, James Bailey's in a great job this year. They they're playing very well. They've gotten some key contributions from the freshmen. Um, james robinson you know chase james robinson little guy he's been really good nine points per game uh so he's tough uh they got jordan edmonds averaging over 10 points a game and then uh Derek early he's a he's a solid rebounder inside good score you know athletic can muck things up a little bit can play physical and play above the rim. um I think New Manchester just, you know, you got the one seed. You got Hiram coming into town. I think Hiram's going to give them a a heck of a game because Hiram's got some guys too. I mean, Jordan Gary, that's a long 6'6 guard, wing type player. Jackson Price is going to the Citadel inside. Jaden Clark's another tough player. I mean, talent-wise, I think Hiram might be, you know, might be a little ahead of New Manchester. But I'm going to roll with New Manchester just because I did win the region. I think that gives them some good momentum, and I, I'm going to go with New Manchester at 14 and nine to make it to the Sweet 16. And now it's that time, final four picks in Class 5A. Who could it be now? I have Tri Cities beating St. Pius in the Elite Eight. So I got Tri Cities. I just, you know, all these seniors. I just think they're loaded. Omari Forts is a great coach. Peyton Daniels wants to get ring number two after a year off last year when they weren't able to repeat. You got Tri-Cities. I got Dutchtown. You know, looking at that bottom left-hand bracket, you know, you, uh, there's not a. You know, you got Clark Central's rank, Cass has been ranked. You got Dutchtown's ranked currently and Jonesboro ranked. But these are all teams that are, you know, more toward the bottom of the top 10. But out of that, I think Dutchtown, the defending state champs. They find a way to the final four for Coach Jordan Griffin. Um, Next on that top right-hand side, uh, I'm going veterans. I'm going veterans, undefeated 21-0 for all the reasons I mentioned earlier. Just a solid, fundamentally sound team that's not going to beat themselves, and they do have some really good talent between Hines and um, T.J. Grant especially. I like veterans to the final four in this bottom right-hand bracket. I'm looking at it, I'm seeing two teams that stand out. I see Forest Park, I see Eagles Landing. Eagles Landing ranked number two in the state, Forest Park ranked number nine in the state. Looking at the rest of that poll, or that that quadrant, you got nobody ranked. So you figure it's got to be one of these two teams. Forest Park's young, Eagles Landing a little bit older, veteran crew. Um, Who am I picking here? I had to pick Forest Park. I think Eagles Landing's a better team. I think Forest Park might be more talented, but I think Eagles Landing's a better team. But what, what's the old phrase go? How's it go? Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me how many times does Eagles Landing lose in the second round? Shame on me. Shame on me. Shame on me. Eagles Landing should be in the Final Four this year. Am I picking Eagles Landing to get to the Final Four? I am not bef- you know, I, I just can't until I see them actually get that monkey off their back, slay that demon of the the, the second round. I, I and you know it's it's tough for them because all you know, you gotta match up with region three and you gotta match up and, and this is saying if Forest Park handles Whitewater, so we're jumping the gun here and we're jumping the gun even with Wayne County and Eagles Landing, but just looking at it, that would be a really tough matchup. A very talented team and you know it's very possible that these demons continue on and you know i said at the beginning of the year this could be eagles landing year to break through because we're not going to have a huge target on them this year i think they could be like you know a middle of the pack type team but they they said hell no to that we want the target we're number two in the state we're 24 and one but again until they do it fool me once shame on me fool me twice Shame on you, and I just have to go with Forest Park in the final four because until they do it, I'm not, you know, maybe I'm the one bringing the bad juju and the hex on Eagles Landing. I'm going to break that curse, and I'm going to say I'm going with Forest Park and not Eagles Landing for the final four. Next up, let's shift it on over to class 4a one of the craziest brackets all season long with the columbus area schools going into quarantine and then you have the shutdown of the cab not starting until you know like a month later and it's been this and it's been that and it's been crazy and you got regions not playing region tournaments and all this stuff oh boy I, I, give me a second to take a swig of my water because this one is going to be fun to try and break down because I know I'm going to pick a lot of games wrong. Let's start. Top left-hand quadrant, Perry. Got some really good dual-sport athletes. Um, I want to say it's Daquan Jones. I, I might be wrong. I'm going to fact-check that real quick. Uh, but he's a he's a tough player. He's a tough uh, tough wing-type guy. Uh, Perry. Like I said, they got they got dudes. They got athletes um, over there. Uh, Daquan Wright is his name. Pardon me. Seventeen points a game, nine rebounds, three assists, two steals. Like those are some all state type numbers. Very good. But they're eight and six out of region four. Got that three seed going up against region one number two Doherty, who I saw play earlier in the season. Um, and Bakari Bryant, great coach. They're peaking at the right time. That's a good team. Uh, I saw them beat. Uh, westside Making who we'll talk about in a couple minutes here. Um, that was a great game. Beat them in overtime 76-71. That was way, way early in the season. That was back at the end of November, so so much has changed since then. But Elijah West, about 6'2 guard. Athletic, solid player. I like him. Um, Chris Lamar, uh, another well-rounded guard type player. Uh, uh, he's a, a solid guy. Uh, but Jaden... Uh, Scheider inside at about 6'6", 250 pounds maybe. He's a big boy, and he uses his size to his advantage. He knows how to use his body and score inside. And I think his physicality around the rim, whereas you know Perry's usually uh, used to being able to kind of out-athlete teams and maybe out-physical them, I don't think that's going to be the case, at least as far as inside the paint goes. And I think Doherty has just been a better team this year they have more quality wins they've seen really good teams and they've handled their business so I picked Doherty to make it to the next round I'm just looking at what uh Perry has done they lost twice to Westside Making now that doesn't really tell you you know a whole lot but a, a, a mutual like opponent they lost twice to him to a team that Doherty beat doesn't really mean anything but just figured I'd throw that in there so I got Doherty to the next round Next, we have Region Two, Number Four, Lagrange at twelve and twelve, versus Region Three, Number One, New Hampshire at thirteen and four. Jeffrey Williams cracks the top ten to finish the regular season, number ten in the state. You know, they're—I mean, let's let's be honest. Region Three, not very good. You got Islands got the four seed at four and seventeen. Jenkins fell to the three seed at thirteen and eight. They were a little bit of a disappointment, just up and down all year, and then the the two seed was benedicting at seven and nine so i mean you know not a lot there um but deandre smart inside double double machine really really good player he is going to cause some major issues for a lot of teams inside and then Alaris wall a guard that's going about 17 points per game or so he can fill it up i like new hampshire coach williams uh what is it first year on the job i want to say very good coach he's done it before lakeside evans this guy knows what he's doing and he's got two really good players to go with it um i think they're just going to be too strong um too talented for lagrange and coach mark field and um, again lagrange we're talking west georgia uh, going all the way down to savannah that's a long drive gonna be tough i think new Hampshire home court advantage and the two best players on the floor i think new Hampshire gets it done Next, we have Region Six, Number Three, Maris, seven and twelve. Doesn't sound like a great record versus twelve and ten Cedar Town, the second seed out of Region Seven, which wasn't great this year. Hey, I am going to tell you right now, Maris was a team I thought earlier in the season I was like giving consideration to putting Maris in the top ten, but they just could never get over five hundred, so I couldn't do it. Um, but Maris, they were five and four in that region. Uh, what, Reading 6, which had Miller Grove and Stevenson and Arabian Mountain when they were hot, and Mays. This is a pretty good team. They've seen, uh, you know, just let me back it up, just to tell you their loss. So out of their 12 losses, I'm going to list off teams that uh, were ranked at least once uh, in the top 10 that they lost to. Lost to Trinity Christian, that's top 10 team in A Private. Lost to Pace, of course, t- number one ranked team in the state. GAC, Lost to Galloway. Lost to Mount Vernon Presbyterian. I think that was back when Chase Clemens was was healthy, possibly. Uh, lost to Blessed Trinity, another team that's been ranked. Uh, they lost to Baylor, uh, Tennessee, out of Chattanooga, uh, 13 and 5 team from Tennessee. So, you know, a winning record. They lost to Stevenson by nine points. They lost to Miller Grove by 13, which they controlled the temple. This team, I said, they controlled the temple. They did it to Chapel Hill last year when they beat them. They grind teams out. They held Miller Grove to 41 points. They lost 41-28, but they grinded them out. Um, they lost Stevenson again. They lost 36-28 to Arabia Mountain, another grind fest. And then they just they couldn't score in the region tournament to, uh, against Stevenson. They lost 54-19, so scoring can be an issue for them. But they did beat Mays 3 times this year. And you know, Mays, eh, you know, I think I had them in the top 10 to open up the season. A Little bit of a disappointment, but I did say I want to say <laughs> That they were kind of a boomer bust type because there's a lot of youngsters, a lot of sophomores, talent on the roster, but sometimes it takes a while to come together and it never quite clicked for Mays. Um, but those are good wins for Marist, and now they're playing the Cedar Town team, which MJ Holiday's a nice player, Jeremiah Johnson's a nice player, but I think Marist is just going to be so freaking stingy defensively, and they've they've held teams that have really good scores and really good. You know, individual players to like fifty points and forty points and thirty points, like we just mentioned, Cedartown doesn't have that type of talent, and I think Cedartown is going to struggle to score against Maris. I think Maris will win this one in a low scoring matchup, so I got the three seed taking care of business, making it to the sweet sixteen next up, we have region eight number four, Madison County. 11-12 overall, I saw them play this year. I um, saw them really get beat up by a, a bad South Atlanta team, uh, but they played so much better since then. Um, and They're playing 14-11 Fayette County, the number one seed out of Region 5. And Fayette County, I, I'm not going to go too deep on it, but we know they were out of the top ten for a long time. They played the hardest schedule Possible in Region Four, they scheduled so many good teams. They took a lot of losses. If they played some of these coaches that everyone else was playing, or a lot of these other teams were playing, instead of 14 and 11, what's that? 25 games. We're talking a team that might be 20 and five overall. This Fayette County team is good. Caleb Banks is a stud, a six-eight wing that scores at all three levels. Just has like scary good handles and can just shoot over top of defenders and contest. Just a big-time player. He might be uh, class player of the year um but they're ranked number five right now but rankings go out the window they're playing Madison County uh to keep it short and sweet I think Fayette County is just gonna beat up on them I think they're gonna maul Madison County and they're gonna go on to the Sweet 16 and take a deep run in the state tournament next we have the bottom left hand quadrant Pickens County 14 and 12 led by Tucker Lowe um good good guard and then, uh, of course, they do have a little bit of size inside, um, uh, little size inside. As I pulled up, uh, with Luke Rogers, a good junior at six foot six. But they're playing Stevenson, eleven and five. I think Stevenson just going to be too athletic, too quick, too skilled. EJ Walker is a great score. I don't know who is going to guard him for Pickens County. I just don't see that happening. Um, Jalen Peterson at six foot six just going to be. You know, living above the rim, cleaning up misses and blocking shots. And Chase Bauer, another speedy, quick guard. It's just like pick your poison. I just, you know, and, and Stevenson's not like a, a terrific scoring team, but I just think they're going to have too much for pickings. And I think Stevenson rolls by double digits. Next, we have Mount Zion Jonesboro, region five, number four, five and 16 only, against 18 and eight. Cedar Shoals, winner of region eight. Pop up at number 6 in the top 10 to close out the regular season. Dredavion Colbert, Kashyyyk Brown. Both these guys put the ball in the basket. Jitterbug quickness, really good guards. Um, And then you got Roger Walker as well, I believe it is. I just think they're going to be way too tough, too quick, going to score a lot. Uh, And you know, uh, Draco Thomas as a really coach at a high level his entire career and he always has those boys playing at the you know playing at a high level at the right time peaking at the right time um, so I do like Cedar Shoals to get to the next round now we look at dang what a, gr- a great matchup and I I you know I said earlier in the year region 1 and region 4 um you know interesting matchup I really like region 2 as well, I think Region Two is an interesting region, but um, this Region One versus Region Four matchup of Westover, number three team out of that region at ten and five, currently ranked number seven versus Westside, making fourteen and five overall, the two seat out of Region Four, um, Koaesi Reeves Jr., Florida, could be the player of the year in this classification as well. He's going toe to toe with Caleb Banks. It could be uh, you know, who goes further, type deal. Uh, that's gonna be a good game. Westover, Isaac Abedi inside. I think he's gonna be an X factor with just how freaking springy he is, and he can shoot the three a little bit as well. I think he's a really talented player. I think he could be at the very least a mid-major player. Um, I really like him. Shamar Wingfield, uh, lefty, solid guard, really distributes and can score the, score the ball at multiple levels. Efren Smith, a good. Uh, shooting guard, as well as Kamari Leverett. So I like those guys. westside um good team. Of course, everything starts and stops with Kwasi Reeves, but it depends on those sophomore guards. Davion Henderson and Shannon Fountain. I know they're both very talented, but can they limit turnovers? Shannon Fountain plays with a great motor. I really like his upside, probably about 5'11 or so. Really good player, but can they make the right decisions when they need to make the right decisions? Can they get the ball to where it needs to go? can I make the you know take the smart shot and just limit turnovers that's going to be a key in this game. I think Westover goes to West Side making and gets a win uh, just because I think they're more experienced more experienced guards. I think it's gonna be a hell of a battle trying to slow down Kuwaisi especially when he's got a, a home game but I just think Westover has enough in their senior leadership. I just think they're gonna pull it out in a really good game but I'm going with Westover. Next, we have Region Three, Number Four Islands, Four and Seventeen versus Spencer, Sixteen and One. The number one seed out of Region Two, who is currently ranked number two in the state, Spencer wins this one. Jalen Sellers is back in town. I think that makes a big difference. Um, you know, Jaques Holt just, just, just you know, they press, they go at it the entire time. They, you know, it's like a hockey game. They're sh- subbing in guys every other minute. Spencer wins this one and wins this one in ugly fashion. Next on the top right hand quadrant, we're up to Region 8 number 3 Jefferson 19 and 5, slipped out of the top 10 to end the season. Um ended up losing and getting a uh, what was it? upset by whoever it was, was it Madison County or somebody? Uh but you got Jefferson now uh, heading into the uh the tournament. Uh there were state runners up last year in what was it, class four? a So they got something to prove. Uh they were upset by North Oconee is who it was in the region tournament. But this is a team that's going up against McDonough who's fifteen and nine. Uh BJ Thomas, good coach as well. Uh so Kevin Morris gonna be matching Witch with another good one. Um gonna have to slow down Amon McDowell and uh some other uh talented players that McDonough has. You're looking at uh Jordan Gicks was a second team selection. Uh, and Jefferson, you know, I think Jefferson, they, they've been better than I expected. I thought they were going to take a little bit of a a, a drop off. But, you know, 19-5, solid team. Spencer Darby, a first team selection in that region. And then Josh Howell and Daylon Gales have come on strong. No Malachi Starks not playing this year. Um, but this is a good team. Um, I think it's going to be a really close one. I went back and forth with this one. Toss-up, it's at McDonough. But I think Jefferson... I'm just going to go with Jefferson because they've they've been the underdog. They did it last year as an underdog team and took a pretty deep run, even though I think they did win that region. uh, I think they have experience in the postseason, I think they went a really close game with McDonough, but I would not be surprised if McDonough did pull that one off. But uh, I just got to go with Jefferson here. Next, we have the four-seed. Out of region six, Mays versus Heritage Katusa, the one seed out of region one, Heritage Katusa 17 and 7, Mays 11 and 10. I'm gone with Mays. I think it's gonna be a clean sweep of region seven. It's just I just don't think that's a good region. Um, Solomon Evans is a big-time player. The sophomore, I don't know who is going to try and check him for Heritage Katusa. I think that's gonna be very tough to guard. Uh Michael Williams is a good shifty point guard as well. I think they're just going to have too much talent, too many athletes, and they're going to have enough size. Uh, So I think it's going to be Mays advancing, upsetting the number one seed, Heritage Conyers. Next up, let's take a look at Carver Columbus versus Benedictine. Carver Columbus, a three seed out of region two. Benedictine, the two seed out of region three. Uh, Benedictine only seven and nine. Carver, eight and six. I'm going Carver Columbus here. Um, they played Spencer extremely tough in the region tournament. I think that bodes very, very well. Benedictine. Uh, I know they're pretty well coached over there, but I just think it's Trent Brodnax, and they're just not going to have enough around him uh, to beat a team that's just going to be loaded with athletes and going to play really hard uh, for Coach White over there at Carver. Uh, So I'm going with the Tigers to advance. Next up, to finish up that top right-hand quadrant, we have Wes Lawrence, a four seed out of Region 4, 6-11 overall versus one seed. Out of Region 1, 16-4 Monroe. I got Monroe. I got Dominic Henderson just being too good. I think they're going to beat up on uh, Wes Lawrence. I got Monroe (laughs) advancing. We'll keep it short and sweet because I feel like we're going to talk a lot more about Monroe as the state playoff run continues. Next up, let's go with Jenkins. 3 seed out of Region 3, 13-8, versus 2 seed out of Region 2, Hardaway. Jenkins. Both these teams were in the top ten at one point this year. Jenkins, a little bit of a disappointment. I mean, they have a lot back. They've just been, you know, good win, lose. Good win, lose. You know, up and down, a little bit better than five hundred as their record shows. They never just, like, slapped it on and really took off like I thought they could be capable of this year. Just didn't play out that way. And they're going to have a tough matchup with Hardaway, who I think is really good. I think Hardaway is a really good team um again they just what lost in overtime to spencer um who only has one loss all season who's ranked number two in the state uh it's gonna be tough for jenkins now jenkins i know this is a a team that's you know pretty deep as far as who they get contributions from charles wills uh williams really good guard uh you're looking at drill floyd has averaged over 17 points per game uh amante rivers 12 points per game juan boggs is kind of just a a utility guy that rebounds really well for his size but you're going up against a team that's again gonna have some big strong athletes in hardaway led by aaron pitts peasy going to chattahoochee valley community college some have said he might be the second best player in the city of columbus Big, strong kid, 6'3", can play above the rim, averages 17 points and 6 rebounds a game. He's really tough to stop. Marquise Brundridge, uh, Bun- Brundridge has come on strong, 15 points a game. And then to round it out, Tremaine Kennard, 13 points. And then even one more guy in double figures, Matthew Carter-Adams is right at about 10 points per game. Um, Kendall Mills has a good squad. This is a good team, and I think Hardaway is going to beat jenkins again they had that home court advantage you're going all across literally all across the state from savannah to columbus that's a long trip and you got some dogs waiting for you i think hardaway really good team could be my sleeper pick to make some noise looking at this classification i know we're already deep into all this i forgot to give some sleepers but I'm gonna do that the rest of the way, but Hardaway does look like a sleeper. I mean, they're in a brutal bottom right-hand quadrant, but that's a tough team that could rack off a couple wins in this state tournament. But next, let's look at Region One, number four Bainbridge, thirteen and seven versus undefeated number one in the state Baldwin, the number one seed out of Region Four. Man, well, let's start with Bainbridge. They've had a really good year. Considering KJ Cochran has been out pretty much, you know, he's been out all season, who was a stud as a freshman a year ago, um, going through a lot of surgery. We can't wait to see him back uh, healthy. But Bainbridge, pretty tough team. They're, they're a pretty plucky group, but they're going up against Baldwin, who, even though they haven't even been at full strength, I mean, they had a transfer come in. Christian Burnett, who is going to be lights out from GMC, he hasn't even like played all year. But you had the familiar faces led well, by Will Freeman. Averaging 11 points a game. Jeremiah Simmons averaging 10 points per game. Julius uh, Jacoby Nixon has given them some toughness, 10 points a game. Uh, you got Shatavious Hogan, 8 points. Rudolph Satcher, 7 points. They're a deep, solid team. Now, I don't think they've seen the, the elite level of competition that some of these other teams may have seen. So, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic about Baldwin. Um, but I think they are a good team at the end of the day. I think they're going to advance past Bainbridge. I think their second-round matchup is going to tell us a lot about how good this Baldwin team really is, but, I mean, shoot, give them credit. They they beat up on Westside Macon in their matchup, so it's a good team, but we'll see what happens when they get to the state tournament, but I do like Baldwin to advance. Next up... Region five, number three. Crazy to think Luella slipped all the way to the three seed. 17 and 6 versus North Oconee, Number two seed at 22 and 6 from Region 8. Man, this is gonna be a tough matchup. This is gonna be a tough matchup. You know, Coach Rick Rasmussen, great head coach from North Oconee. Jay Saxon puts the ball in the basket. Uh Dylan Garrington, really tough. You got one of them going to LaGrange College. So these guys are playing at the next level. That's the top two. I know they have some other guys outside of them, but those are your two guards that are going to do uh, a lot of the heavy lifting for North Oconee. But you're going up against two other really good guards. Corey a sophomore, really, really fast, can stop on a dime, hit those mid-range jump shots. He's really good. Joqua Keaton can shoot the three ball. Outside of those two, they have a you know, bunch of role players. Uh, It's an interesting matchup. Uh, I'm going with Luella in this one. I I think Mincy. He's just going to be really tough to corral. I think his quickness and his speed, and just his ability to score at multiple levels and get other guys involved while doing so. I think that's going to bode well. Now, I will say, well, you know, shoot, when's the last time Luella played a game? Like, I'm going to pull that up right now. I feel like it's been a while, so there could be some significant rust as where you got North Oak just lost in the region championship, but Luella, I mean, shoot, they haven't played a game since, oh man, they haven't played a game since February 2nd, if that's correct, when they lost to Fayette County to essentially, you know, lose the region title and end up slipping all the way to the three seed. They haven't played in almost a full month. You're talking two, three weeks. So, you know, we don't know. is this team gonna be rusty? Is this team gonna be focused? It's just one of the, the crazy things to keep an eye on throughout this year is teams that have played region tournaments and have been, you know, have fresh you know, not fresh legs, but have been having momentum and playing and playing and staying in sync versus these teams that have fresh legs but haven't played in two, three weeks. Very interesting to see how it plays out. I'm going with Luella. But that's just something to keep an eye on, just how different it's been for so many regions this year. Crazy stuff. And lastly, we will close it out. We have uh, Miller Grove versus Central Carrollton. Miller Grove, the number one seed out of Region 6. Central Carrollton, four seed out of Region 7. Miller Grove will win this game. Too much Tyreek Boyd, Zaire Green, Jamil Barber uh jamarcus glover they're just you know central Carrollton hasn't seen anybody like that and miller grove's gonna win so now it's time to pick my final four and wrap it up for class 4a Who? let's go with fayette county this bottom left hand bracket i shoot this is tough you got one two three four you got like four teams legit can make it to the uh final four but this is gonna go with them because Jalen Sellers came back. He's going to Ball State. I think he's the icing on the cake. You add him in with Jacquez Holt, um, all these other, you know, Dalen Thomas. You got all these guys over there at Spencer. They're loaded this year. Um, I just think I gotta roll at Spencer. They play fast. I think they can kind of, you know, you need to slow it down a little bit here and there. They got Quran Hoskins, Randall Dixon. They got so many guys. And they got athleticism, they got some length. I'm going with Spencer to make it to the final four. And like I said, I think Jalen Sellers is the difference with him coming back. Top right hand bracket, I'm going Monroe, Dominic Henderson. I think he's that good. Uh, Coach Hoffpower is a great coach. He's been there, done that before. He's taken uh, America Sumter to a state championship game before. So I think, you know, it's possible he does it again, but at a new school. In this bottom right hand bracket, Going Miller Grove. I'm um, going Miller Grove. Just guys that have played year-round 24-7, 365 at a super high level, whether it's playing travel ball uh, with that Game Elite team, uh, playing the best of the best, or just, you know, playing in region six. And, you know, don't forget this team had Kel dead to rights early in the state tournament last year before they ended up blowing it in a super high scoring game. Don't forget about that. This Miller Grove team is really, really good. And I got them going to the Final Four. And in my championship matchup, again, debated back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. (sighs) I, I just I come back to the amount of bodies that they can throw out there. You can only use five at a time, but I'm just gonna go with it. I'm going Spencer. Begrudgingly, I think Fayette County is that good, and I think Terry Brown. RJ, uh, you know, RJ Kennedy, uh, Caleb Banks, uh, Cardell Bailey. Those are good players. But, again, I'm just going with Jalen Sellers coming back, the savior, to really lift this team up and get the job done. You know, I don't know. I think, you know, Fayette County obviously um, has, you know, great experience on the sidelines, great head coach over there. Um, But I'm just going to go with Spencer To play Miller Grove in the championship. And I think, uh, again, I'm sticking with it. Jaquez Holt, Jalen Sellers. I'm going Spencer. I could be completely wrong. I think this is so up for grabs. And I think X and O's could play a big factor for a few of these teams down the stretch. But I'm going to go with Spencer to take home the state title. It's time for class 3A now as the show rolls on. Top left hand bracket. Hepseva. Number three team out of region four, twelve and six overall. Has a nice win over Cross Creek earlier in the season, really got on my radar. Versus number two out of region one, Long County. Long County, good team, tough team, underrated team. Don't get a whole lot of love in the in the in the rankings here, but this is a good solid team. They made it to the Elite Eight just a year ago and it looks like they only lost by only lost by one point to Johnson Savannah in the Elite Eight last year, if that is um correct. That is uh quite the uh quite the outcome. I don't really remember the game being that close. I don't really remember a whole lot about that game, to be honest with you. Um but they were a really good team last year. Looks like it might have been forty nine, forty six, but uh, they do have some talent. Tostitas Pouncy, one of my favorite names. Five foot nine guard can really shoot the ball, and they do have a difference maker in Cam Johnson, six foot two junior. He can flat out jump out of the gym. Great athlete down there. But Region One has never really been ranked this year. Just don't really know how good it is. I know they're going to have some nice players here and there, but just don't know as far as the entire state goes how good um the region is but we'll find out real quick going up against this uh this Augusta region um I'm going with Hepsiva in this game uh it's gonna be tough it's I know it's a long trip but I'm going with Hepsiva. I got a a veteran group uh you're looking at Jalen Blount averaging 15 points per game Jaden Pack 12 points per game Braylon Davis another senior at 11 points per game and then Corey Peace another senior uh at about nine points per game, so that's a nice top four right there. Not even throwing in um, <clears throat> the sophomore Eric Grant, who averages about eight points, eight rebounds. Um, so I'm going with Hepsiva for the simple fact, other than the fact that they have a you know, you know a, a senior-laden group, is they do have that nice win over Cross Creek, and you know that just, just kind of shows me that yes, this team can beat some of the best teams you know you know they haven't been been since but this is a team that has some talent and can play with some of the i wouldn't say elite but some of the very good teams in this classification so i'm going with hipzibah next up we have crisp county the number four team out of region two 12 and 10 overall versus johnson savannah 13 two. number one seed out of region three i'm going Johnson savannah here amandre Bowles, antonio baker Um, Jaheim Robinson, I think the show rolls on. They finally got over that hump of Windsor Forest. Now, they still sit at number, what is it? It looks like number four in the state because, you know, just how I played it this year really is, okay, if they play three times, if they lose two times, if that third matchup isn't like a a signature blowout win in the region championship or whatever it is, I'm kind of leaning towards, okay, the full season picture, not the one-game picture um, but that is good that shows Johnson is a very good team which I always thought they were just had a little bit of hiccup those first two games against um, Windsor Forest but a good win and I think they're gonna roll on into that second round and I think it's a team that's starting to peak at the right time so I think John Savannah Smasher is very dangerous as the state playoffs roll on next up which looked like a really good game until I got the terrible news that I witnessed a severe injury uh, weeks ago. But we have Region Six Number Three, Lakeview Fort Oglethorpe, fourteen and eight, versus White County Number Two out of Region Seven, fifteen and six. A team that was on fire until they finally ended up losing a game to Dawson County. I'm looking at this matchup and I'm seeing a an interesting, interesting little. Uh, battle in the backcourt. Jaden Yeh, very good. Silas Mulligan, good. Um, they got a couple of Kenny Simpson. Uh, a lot of good pieces over there at White County, and you're looking at Lakeview, Fort Oglethorpe, young team. All the you know, Cameron Greg, senior, but you got some sophomores and Jamichael Davis, who I think has a chance to be really good. I'm talking. I don't know if he's going to end up being a Division One player, but he's going to be on some radars, uh, radars of at least Division Two. He is. About six foot one, very athletic guard, gets downhill, can make plays, has a high motor, good overall floor game. Very impressed with him. And you add in Brent Bowman, he hasn't had like a breakout uh sophomore season, but a very skilled perimeter player that can shoot uh the three point shot and create off the dribble, scores at multiple levels, uh really good as well. So those two guys are gonna be a force to be reckoned with coming uh, over the next few years, but Amari Burnett, who I saw play against Sonoraville, he ended up tearing his ACL. Just got confirmation that he just had surgery, so that is a huge loss. He's about six foot three, um, but provides some physicality inside, an inside-out presence. That's like your third leading scorer, so zapped from the roster. That really hurts. Um, they still do have Greg. Uh, Cameron, Greg, Davis, as I mentioned, in Bowman, That's a really good nucleus in the backcourt, but just missing that that toughness in the frontcourt and a guy that could cause some problems and get on the glass. That really hurts, and for that reason, I think White County wins this one. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a really good game, um, but I think White County, just how they're able to execute, and Jaden Yeh just, um, just going to have this game in a stranglehold, I think White County pulls it out. Next, to finish up that top left-hand quadrant, Number one ranked Sandy Creek top team out of region five, 24 and four versus Franklin County, 12 and 13. The four seed out of region eight. Keelan Rutledge, gonna have to have the game of his life, but six foot five post player. It's just gonna be tough for him to score consistently around the rim and grab rebounds against Jabari Smith, 6'10 going to Auburn. Then, of course, you got Miles Rice, and we could go on and on and on to Sean Proctor, Mike Smith, all these guys. Long story short, Sandy Creek in a blowout. They're going to continue to roll on, and I think we'll talk about them a lot more as we break down more games throughout the state playoffs. Bottom left-hand quadrant, Cherokee Bluff, region 7, number 3, 15-11. At the Furnace, Sonoraville, region 6, number 2, 20-4 overall. Um, Sonoraville's a very difficult place to play at. Difficult to win there. That is a good home court advantage, as good as it's going to get little bandbox type gym, but they pack it in, and they get very loud. That's going to be tough for Cherokee Bluff, Benji Wood. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this is a game I've been back and forth on. I can see both sides of it. I think the home court advantage is going to be huge. Home court advantage is going to be huge here. Um But I really worry about Cherokee Bluff. Now, if this was any other, you know, just random, you know, three-seed type team, I I like Snorville a lot, but Cherokee Bluff is coming in with Corey Thomas. Six-foot-nine game changer in the low post, scores with his back to the basket, blocks so many shots inside, obviously going to rebound, and he has helped Shad Dabney, football player, guard, really quick, has been very good all throughout his career. You got, uh, what, Caden Simmons can shoot the three. Dre Raven, another big-time athlete. They have a lot of pieces. I think it's going to be tough for Sonoraville. Love Ori Darnell, really good guard. Uh, lo- love him at, like, the Division three level. Can really play uh, smart, just makes the right plays. Murray Summers is about 6'2", 6'3". Plays a lot bigger than his size. But, I mean, you're asking a lot of him and Kevin Morrison to try and defend uh Corey Thomas and if they get that inside out game going on it's gonna be tough uh I like I like Sonoraville but I think I like Cherokee Bluff a little bit more just because of the personnel and I mean I you know, Corey Thomas is gonna be a division one big man and he is skilled and like I said he can step outside and shoot the three so if they do push him out to the perimeter he can consistently hit the three point shot I think Cherokee Bluff just too much talent kind of puts a damper on this, I don't want to say Cinderella story, but this this great run from Sonoraville, I think it comes to an end at home. Cherokee Bluff, Corey Thomas, the difference maker, too big inside, and then too athletic on the perimeter with some good outside shooting as well. Next up, a really good matchup. I mean, Carver Atlanta, 13-10 and 10 overall, the four seed out of Region 5 at eight number one 23 and one number two ranked Hart county Oh, uh, carver been ranked for a lot of the season mitchell taylor is really good uh floyd they got some talent over there um I, it's uh, not you know it's not as easy as a first round match as, as you would like if you're Hart county amari floyd mitchell taylor like i mentioned dominique stovall those are good players Um, but it's at Hart County. Hart County has the best two-way player as far as, you know, he's an elite on-ball defender. Sean Webb, too good. Taj Johnson, I think, is starting to show some signs of being able to score when needed. I think he had a big game in the region tournament. Uh, Sean Teasley, good guard. Uh, J.C. Curry, athletic, can shoot the ball. Um, Bennett Edwards, three-point shooter. I just think Hart County is it going to be too good? I think Carver's going to give a, a very good fight, but I think Hart County uh, veteran group, I think they're focused on something much bigger than a first-round exit, so I think they're going to be able to get the job done and advance to the Sweet 16. Next up, Pierce County, Region 1, number 3 seed, 11-9 overall, versus 13-6, the 2 seed out of Region 4, Thompson, Thompson was in the top 10 earlier in the season. They had some good wins that don't look as great now, but this is a talented team. Uh they got some got some big-time players. Uh I I think they're going to be able to uh pull this one out, but Levante Ivory, the freshman has really made this team a dangerous team. You know, you you add him into the mix with a couple other uh senior leaders and uh this is a good good squad. And for that reason, Thompson, having played the likes of Cross Creek and, uh, shoot, you can even say Hepzibah and a few other of these schools, uh, they're tested in that Augusta-type area, which is usually pretty good basketball overall, or at least style of play-wise. And I think that's going to prepare them, and I think Thompson's going to beat Pierce County. Next up, 3, Region 3, 4 seed, 9-7, and seven, Southeast Bull for 17-6, the number one seed out of Region 2. Peach County, who's currently ranked number eight. I think this game has upset potential. I mean, Southeast Bullock. This is a team with a lot of talent. They really do. They haven't, you know, they didn't really click like I would have hoped that they would. Um, but you are just looking at what they have here. Uh, Tyler Griffin, about six foot five, dual sport athlete, big time football player. Averages 15 points and seven rebounds. Going to be able to be physical and play above the rim. A.J. Williams, shifty little guard, 15 points per game. Christian Clark, I don't even know what position he is because he plays everything. 14 points, seven rebounds, three assists a game. Like that big three right there, that's that's really strong. That's really strong. Um, and they get a little bit of help as well from uh, Ryan Reed. But, uh, you know i could see them beating peach county but i think peach county um uh, you know they did win a a pretty good region and i think they're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of guys that can turn to they do have they do have some talent uh Temarius Mathis, good guard cory brooks another good big guard um uh who was it they were they were missing one player uh eldrick bailey i believe his name is he he uh, i would assume is back by now um, but he brings another scoring threat from the perimeter. Uh so I, I like Peach County in this game. I think this is a a close game. Like I said, I'm not surprised what Edrick Bailey that was. Uh not surprised at all if Southeast Bullet pulls it out, but uh I am gonna go with Peach Home Court Advantage. Again, it's a long trip, this that and the other, and you know, Southeast Bullet, they are only nine and seven, so it's not like they have a, a great sexy record, but uh, I'm going with Peach, but I think it could be a very close game. Top right-hand quadrant, Region 8, number 3, Oconee County, 18-9 and nine versus Salem. The two seed out of Region 5, 18-5 uh, overall. Um, another interesting matchup here, uh, Oconee County, I've been told this is... A, a pretty uh, sneaky good team, sneaky good team. Uh, you're looking at a, a group that can score the ball. They had some guys dinged up, but I think they're back now. Um, Zach O'Casey, uh, Eli Nelson, Amari Burston, those guys, are they're all player players, uh, all region players. Uh, so they can put the ball in the basket. They gave a scare to Hart County in the region tournament. They definitely did. Um, so that that really tells you something. They're they're hanging with some good teams. Um, they, well, it was a uh, Monroe area. Pardon me. They lost sixty one to fifty eight. Um, so they can play at a fairly high level. They beat Franklin County by twenty two in the consolation game, which is you know you're playing for your lives to avoid Sandy Creek at that point. Um, but I think Oconee County versus Salem, possibly a good game. But I mean Salem, you're looking at a team that's just been. Really good. Other than they kind of let go of things and got beat up pretty bad in that region championship game against Sandy Creek, but Javen Flowers Smith, great score. Jason Tropshire, six foot six inside. Um, who else do you have? Joel Wilson, little point guard. Clark Maston, the good freshman. J- uh, J- uh, J- Jeremiah <laughs> Fournoy, another like six four, six five wing type forward. Gerard Taylor. Uh, who can really put the ball in the basket? Avion Young, like you got a lot of dudes on that roster, and Wallace Cork is a good coach. He's been there. He hasn't really climbed the mountaintop, um, but I do like Salem to get past Oconee County, and they could make some noise. They could be on their way to a Final Four. Next up, we have North Murray, the four seed out of Region Six Twelve and four overall, versus Dawson County, twenty-one and seven um Dawson County they they really have come on strong now they they ended up winning that number one seed uh that's gonna be big for them obviously uh as it always is uh you know Jake Craft he can put the ball in the basket really shoots the ball well and North Murray is uh 12 and 14 not 12 and four pardon me um but this is a a team that can score the ball Joakim Celestin comes over uh, what he wins region player of the year so you're getting immediate dividends from those Forsyth central transfers um dawson county's a tough team uh they got a lot of options Jaden gibson of course football player can provide some toughness on the on the perimeter and max Tierney, more of a forward type good good players are going to space the floor and shoot the three ball uh very well as they always seem to do and you know coach Cottrell running the show over there now. He's a a very good coach, and he always gets the most out of his players, and he always runs a really good offense, and uh, they can always put the ball in the basket. So I'm going with Dawson County in this one. Just don't think North Murray's going to be up to snuff for this, but you never know. But I like Dawson County, especially at home, and they got to erase those bad bad memories of them just absolutely choking and getting beat by Cedar Grove last year, who was like a 5-1 team. They absolutely just – it was bad, um, but I think they're going to right those demons, right those wrongs and get to the Sweet 16. Up next, Region 2, number 3, Upson Lee, 16-7 and 7 versus Region 3, number 2, Windsor 4, so we still have ranked number 3 in the state. Malik Smith versus Dante Bass. Uh, Region player of the year, Malik Smith. He's been a um, He's been their go-to guy you know, ever since he's been inserted to that lineup. Uh, really did not have a great game when I saw them earlier this year, but it was the day after football season, so he was banged up after carrying probably 30 times as a running back. Um, but he's got his basketball legs now. He's joined by TJ Cersei inside, big six. Uh, I know they're going to be a big-time football prospect ninja then Jakavia, Cersei, got some bouncy legs on the perimeter, can shoot the three quite well. But you're going up against Windsor Forest, Bass, who I mentioned, Shamar Norman, region player of the year. Um, I don't know. I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see if Upson Lee can hang with them. Uh, coach Owens and Coach Price are, you know, especially Coach Price, very defensive-minded coach. He's barking out orders the General over there. They're going to do their best, but it's going to be a hostile environment at Savannah. I mean, it might not be hostile at all for all. I don't know what's going on in Savannah as far as fans in the stands. So that is something to kind of think about when you talk about these environments. Um, I know Northwest Georgia is all good. Like Sonoraville, they're going to pack that baby out. Uh, But some of these other areas, very strict with their fans. And that could play a a big role for a home team that can't pull upon um, that home court advantage. Uh, that could give some underdogs a little bit of love and a little bit of life, Um, but I do like Windsor Forest in this game. I just don't know if Upson Lee is going to have enough, but I'm going to be interested to see how Upson Lee plays them. If Upson Lee is able to give them a game and possibly even pull it out, that could really change how I look at the rest of the state playoffs, but I'm going with Windsor Forest. I think the Knights advance. And to wrap up that top right hand quarter, Harlem, the four seed, 6 and 11 out of Region 4 versus Appling County, Region 1, number 1, 13 and 1, but their only loss was to like Tatnall or someone who only had like one or two wins. So their one loss was against a really, really bad team, and that was going to put them in the top 10, but it just happened at the wrong time. But Rufus McDuffie, Coach of the Year, had the Region Player of the Year in Darius Smith. Gage lots, a big fella, about 6 7 inside. You know, you you got size to work with, Taylen Crosby, Jalen Green. You got a couple dudes all reading selections. Buzzy Thorpe, Stacy Wright. You got guys. They got guys. But again, region one, I just don't know how good region one is. It's just you know they're in that weird area where they can't really play a whole lot of you know programs. Not a lot to choose from out there, and just not a lot of um, you know big time teams you can really test yourself against. So it does make it challenging, but you know they had that good record 13 and 1. Um, you know, home court advantage is going to be big. I think they're obviously going to smack down Harlem or at least they very well should take care of business against Harlem. Um but after that, I don't know. It it gets interesting. I mean, they did beat Jeff Davis 58 to 39, but Jeff Davis was a a major disappointment this year. So, we'll we'll really see. We'll we'll learn a lot obviously about Appling County in the second round considering how they I would assume they should get there, but I'm not too sure about them yet. They could be this year's sleeper team. I'm not sure. And just looking at all these teams, I haven't really given a sleeper yet. Um, I don't know if I want to say they're my sleeper to uh, take a deep run. I don't really, you know, I don't really see a, a whole lot. But I think Appon County. They, we'll see. We'll see what becomes of them. I think they could be a a sneaky good team in this state playoffs. So I'm excited to see how they respond. Bottom right hand corner, Groves, a three seed out of region three at eight and eight versus number two seed out of region two, 16 and four, America Sumter. Gerald Colonel or Colonel, however you pronounce his last name. I don't know it, but I probably should because he is an elite shot blocker at six foot six for Groves. Um, You know, they've really turned that program around over there. Groves. Kevin Evans doing a really nice job Um, a Colonel inside and then Tremaine Johnson. They've seen some good teams. They've had some fairly decent results. I think America Sumter, you know, region two is not great. I'm going to, I'm going to pick America Sumter. They do have the home court advantage and, you know, they're not as good as years past, but this is a team that has a lot of playoff experience as far as just, you know, the program going deep and taking these strong runs. So, um, I guess for that factor, I'm going to go with America Sumter. You know, they're they're going to be led by Keldrick uh, Fleming and Darian Mitchell, and they've been a really balanced team. A you know, guy averaged nine points here, another guy averaged eight points here. There's not one superstar on this roster, but you got those two. You add in Jordan Wiley and a few others, Michael Johnson. I think America is a good team. I think they're going to be able to pull this one out. Next up, Tatnall County four and 15 four seed out of that region one that we were just talking about and they are going to be going up against cross creek region four number one seed lost in the state championship last year 20 and 4 overall i like cross creek in this game obviously and i think cross creek can do some major damage this year now they don't have Kobe Stewart. They're not as big inside, and then they lose their, their big uh, road grader as well, their football player that was moving bodies. But they do have Corey Trotter going to Miles College, a very good big man. I think he needs to trim up his body, but he is a skilled, solid player. He's averaging 18 points and 13 rebounds. He's a good player. It's a really good player, a really good get for Miles. Um, and he can do some damage on the outside, but Devin Pope has really stepped up this year, averaging 18 points per game. Um, he's really taking on the role of being that that top scorer, um, but you know how he's getting a lot of open looks, and I think the, the big thing that really changes his team is Richard um, Visitation. He is quick. He is shifty. He is good. Ten points, three rebounds, six assists per game. He's the one that makes his team go, and I think he's going to cause a lot of problems throughout the postseason. really like how he plays a true point guard. Um, I think we're going to talk a lot more about Cross Creek as you know these podcasts roll on. But I like Cross Creek by a lot in this game. They're going to the Sweet 16. Next up, Region Five, number three, sixteen and eleven, GAC versus Region Eight, number two, Monroe Area, seventeen and ten, and they cracked the pull at number ten to finish the regular season. Monroe Area does. GAC has talent. Eddie Page is six foot nine. Dominic Cooks six foot nine. Mar Randolph scores the ball very well. Um, Saiku White's a good point guard. Josh Fulton, six foot six wing. Very, you know, can take over games, very good player. But they really struggle to score sometimes. I I, I don't know. They're kind of up and down. Like they have a lot of talent. This could be a very dangerous team. If we were looking for a dark, dark, real dark horse to make some noise, it could be G A C. Um but they just haven't like consistently scored the ball well enough, and they, like I watched them against Elbert County, and it was just weird how they couldn't put the ball in the basket and ended up losing that game. But make no mistake, GAC very talented. If they can figure out the scoring stuff, um, they could be a problem in the state tournament. Uh, they got some mismatch issues with the size, and then you know a six foot six wing that can take your, his man off the dribble. They got they got talent, but they're going up against the Monroe Area Coach Kevin Strickland. Um, Vontae Newell, good guard, young player has really um flourished as a, a distributor. Uh, has that team playing well? They got Derek Brown, who was a co-player of the year in the region with Sean Webb. About six foot six, six foot seven, super skilled inside-out type guy. Kind of, kind of reminds me of Jacory Wilson from South Poling a few years ago. Just that wiry frame and can really do it inside and outside. Really good player. Really good player. Um, but you add on Damarian Whitner inside, a big physical body. You know, they got some pieces. They got home court advantage. I think, you know, that matchup between Josh Fulton, Derek Brown, that's a really good matchup, really good matchup as far as looking towards the next level, but I think Derek Brown is going to be the best player on the floor. I think it's going to be a close game. Again, I worry about GAC scoring, but I don't know. I'm going with Monroe area in this one just because, like I said, I don't. I don't know. Can they consistently score the ball? They've had some down some down times. And you know, Monroe area is, they're coming off a uh you know a battle with Hart County where they push them to the limit. So I'm going with Monroe Area in this one. To finish up the Class 3A quadrant of the bottom right hand side, North Hall region 7, number 4, 11, and 12, versus Region 6, number 1, LaFayette 20 and 1. Let me take a sip of my tea before I get into Lafayette. Lafayette's for real people. They're for real. Always I, you know, I can't really rank them number 2 or number 3 cuz they just they refuse to play anybody uh with a pulse outside of the region and you know, I, I I don't know why. I don't know why. You you have a really good team and you just are hiding these kids up in the North Georgia mountains. I don't know why. They that that is a team that should have been playing in events, not not, you know, not going and playing in like what, South Carolina or Tennessee? No, no. That's a team that was good enough to be playing in Metro Atlanta events. I would have loved to have them at the CTC Classic. Didn't work out. This is a good team. This is a really good team. And I think they're on a crash course for a rematch of the Elite Eight of when they lost at home to Cross Creek last year when they were up like 14, 15 points at the half and ended up losing like 58, 55, something of that ilk. They are good. Aiden Hadaway. They list him at 6'7". now. I haven't seen him since he's added that extra inch or so, but the best motor in the state of Georgia, you know, can score the ball. What is it? Left-handed, I believe. Um, he's good. He's really good. He can shoot the three. He's been getting a little bit better at that. But you know, they love to run that dribble handoff on the wing, and get guys going down here. Whether it's him or DeCameron Porter or another guy that's about six foot six, super wire, wiry kind of gangly, uh, loose with his movements, but he's a, he's a good player, and he can knock down some outside shots as well when he's not dunking on people and grabbing rebounds and getting downhill, so you got 6'6", six, six, you got 6'7", both of them are very, very effective, and then you add in the rest of that team uh, that really does their, you know, plays their role well, Jalen Ramsey's a quick little guard, Junior Barber, uh, I believe he's still in the mix as well, um, at Lafayette, so you got some quickness, you know, they're, they're little guards, um, but you got, you do have quickness, uh, and then you have the two forwards that can really do a lot of damage, now, uh, you know, I don't know if they have a, a great floor spacer that can really consistently knock down threes at a very high clip, I'm not sure off the top of my head if they do have that, um, but I'm telling you, this is a very, very good team, two quick guards, two, important forwards um this is I I like Lafayette a lot I'm not gonna call them a sleeper or anything like that I think Lafayette is a real deal again they very well could be ranked like I don't know like maybe number three in the state possibly but again they 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 refuse to schedule people They just don't play anybody good outside of their region um but this is a really good team and I, I am a believer in Lafayette this year and I think they're gonna take a very deep, deep trip into the uh into the state playoffs. So now it's that time of the podcast. I gotta give my pick final four in class three A. I'm going with Sandy Creek, I'm going with Hart County, I'm going with Windsor Forest, and bottom right hand side, as I have alluded to, rematch between Cross Creek and Lafayette. I'm going Ramblers. I'm going Lafayette into the Final Four. I like their draw. I like that quadrant for them. Home court advantage is going to be a pain in the butt to play over there in Lafayette. It's going to be tough because they pack it out and it gets super loud and it's just crazy over there. So I like Lafayette to make it to the Final Four. In the championship game, I have Sandy Creek versus Windsor Forest. And with that, of course, I mean, I... You know, I I just hope it, you know, you, you always hope that things aren't predestined before the season starts, like Pace Academy and, and Sandy Creek. But I'm picking Sandy Creek. Um, But I hope if they do win the state title, I hope they're tested along the way. I hope it's just not a, a blowout, you know, onslaught of just beating down teams. I think, you know, playing Hart County in the Final Four, Hart County can match up with them kind of well or as as well as anyone else could in the state champion or in the state playoffs, Um, but I just think Sandy Creek, Jabari Smith is just too much, and Miles Rice transferring over um, just gives him that outside punch and two-way star, so I'm going Sandy Creek in the state championship. Now, let's take a look at Class 2A. Again, I just kind of hinted at, man, we've got some heavy favorites in 3A and 2A, uh, but let's take a look. What do we have in store? Class 2A has traditionally been my favorite classification to cover, but now when Pace Academy joins the field, it's not my favorite classification to cover as much anymore, um, but let's start at that top left-hand side, Westside, Augusta, the three seed out of Region Four, sixteen and 6, versus Region 1, number 2, Fitzgerald. I like Westside in this one. Kalan Hudson um, has led that team in scoring. Uh, They got a a nice little balance attack. Got a couple other guys that can put the ball in the basket. I think a lot of it starts with Hudson. And uh, Westside has been tested. I mean, they did slip to the three seed. I think that does. You know, it's not great. Um, But I do think they are a very good team. And I like Westside Augusta to make it to the second round. Next up, uh, Washington County, Waco. Hosting Jeff Davis, four seed out of Region 2, Jeff Davis 9-11, Washington County 14-1, only lost to Laney, I believe it was in overtime. Uh, Jeff Davis didn't really click this year, you know, you see just how much Jacquez Kirby meant to that team, and no surprise, he was a phenom, Um, but... I still think, you know, with CJ Parker, he can put the ball in the basket, great score, really good guard. He, I you know, I don't know what his stats were this year and I don't know if he played up to his potential or not. I know he got hurt at the end of last year, but really good scorer that can take over games. Um but I do think Washington County uh just with their balanced attack, how how well they can play together and how well their coach, coach Hope over there. I like Washington County to win, especially with the home court advantage. Um again, just too many guys that can hit you up for, you know, about five guys that can get you to eight to twelve points any game. I think that adds up in the long run. I think Washington County wins. Up next, whoo, Columbia falls to the three seed in region six, and they have to go to Chatuga, uh, Region 7, number two, finally loses in the region championship. after I think they did last year to Rockmart. Um, but Man, looking at how the bracket shaped up, I think Columbia might be happy as a three seed. Now it's going to be very tough. It is tough to win in Somerville. Jared Gross is one of the best coaches in the state. He doesn't have mega stars and all this and great. You know, he's got a lot of dual sport guys and a lot of undersized kids. Jalen Johnson has turned into a a big time player uh, for that program. Won the Region Seven Player of the Year. He's really blossomed since transferring over from Cass. Really good um, guard, combo guard. is kind of shifting more to the point guard role. He has really accepted that and has had some big, big games. Um, you got Damian Smith, the sophomore. He's only about 5'8, can really light it up from deep, can get loose, and really hurt teams. Um, then you got Cash Allen, about 6'7 inside. You know, still needs to work on his game, needs a little bit more polish, has some small schools that have offered him. Um, but a physical rebounder, jumps out of the gym. Uh, can be an intimidating presence at times. Uh, but you're going up against Columbia. Columbia's really good. They had the two big guys move in. Julius Lyman comes in um, from Tri-Cities, about 6'6". You got Mason Lockhart, Carver, Atlanta moves in, 6'6". Uh, has some Division One interest going on there. Uh, Kawasaki Ricks, like, led uh, DeKalb County in assists last year and was probably right back up there again as a really tough guard. Uh, they have some really good shooters on the perimeter. Uh, Harrison, I believe his name is, can shoot the ball well. They got some other... Lane. I mean, they got all the pieces. And we're talking about a team that was a, what, a 5A school last year. And what they do, did they go to, like, the Elite Eight last year or something like that in 5A? Uh, so it's just like... And I'll check right now. You're looking at a Columbia team... Um, went to the Elite Eight and lost to Dutchtown by one who ended up winning the state championship. And that's a 5A school that's all the way down to 2A, but ha ha ha, joke's on 2A because I still have 5A talent. Like, they didn't really lose a whole lot from that team last year. So this team's loaded up. Um, On paper, yes, they should pound Chattooga. But X and O's matter. Chattuga's really well coached. They're gonna throw that one three one zone. They're gonna do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um Columbia should win this one going away. Um, but strange things happen in the bill. Ask, ask uh, Reggie Perry. Ask Reggie Perry how he fared uh when he went to Chattuga. And they were a heavy favorite on paper. Didn't end up well for them. Um we'll see. I think they're gonna have tricks up their sleeve. It's uh, like I said, it's gonna be a tough place to play. It's gonna be packed out over there. We need Rap and raw back in the gym. Um, I'm picking Columbia in this one, uh, and if if Columbia doesn't win, uh, you know Columbia has the talent to be playing for a state championship. Uh, I'll leave it at that. If they can't get out of the first round against Chautauqua, they got to do a lot of soul searching. Um but I do think they get out of the first round. I think they're just gonna be long and big and they're just gonna really take away Cash Allen's effectiveness in that game, and they're gonna be able to close out on those shooters and they could keep Jalen Johnson out of the lane from slashing. I think Columbia wins this one. I think they should win this one by you know possibly 10, 15 points plus. Uh we will see February frenzy. You never know what happens, but I'm going with Columbia. And then we have oh yes. Callaway, 10-9, the number one seed out of Region 5, versus Owen, 13, Union County, haven't even won a single game, but that region, super tiny, oh man, uh, it's tiny region, and I think what we say, uh, was Riverside Military supposed to be in there, but they might have canceled basketball season this year, uh, So that zapped them and it turns into a four-team region. Union County doesn't deserve to be here 0-13. They just were the team that showed up and played a season. Um, they're going to get beat by Callaway and Demetrius Coleman and I think they got Devontae Boddy and guys like that still there. Uh, they should beat them up and you know region 5's not a good region again it's not a good region but Callaway, they always start off slow because they have football players and then they start riding into gear and get tougher and tougher and tougher so i think Callaway, um they're gonna they're gonna beat them pretty well uh they'll handle their businesses and no no issues here uh, i like Callaway to make it to the sweet 16. Bottom left hand side, CUSA, 14 and eleven, region 7, number 3 team. Played some tight games throughout the year in that region. Versus 17 and 7. Region 6 love it. Number two seed. Currently ranked number 3 in the state after they beat Columbia in the semifinal game. Um, they had a chance. They were coming back. Almost had a chance against Pace Academy in the championship. Um, just really bad shot selection down the stretch. Too bad. Contested threes, and then they shot a three pointer uh, with seven seconds left from half court. Ended up losing, I think, like 60 to 57. And was, uh, you know, I digress. Uh, Ryan Mutembo, too big inside, solid, back to the basket, gonna score. Um, Jay Josh, he's solid, but uh, uh, you're really looking at the, uh, you know, what is it, Christian Anderson? Is that his name for Love It? The, uh, the young freshman guard. I mean, adding him to the mix has changed things because he's been like their top scorer or second leading scorer. Uh, Christian Anderson's really good, and then that you know that pushes down Jay Joshy's son, that pushes down Kyle Walters and Alex. Walters. you you got a couple guys that pushes everyone down at Peg when you got a a good freshman that can score the ball. So, uh, with all that being said, I'm I'm going with Lovett in this game. I think they have a chance to make a pretty deep run. Next up, we have Elbert County, ten and eleven. Ended up with the one seed, beat Banks County to win that region title against 2-22 Bremen, rolling into town with that four seed. Elbert County is not a superstar team, but Don Hurlburt has a good team. He gets good buying Those kids play very hard. Uh, a tough-nosed, defensive-minded team. Uh, I saw them beat GAC earlier this year. Jamel Burton is long 20 points and 11 rebounds in that one win. And then Jaden Brown, he's he's clutch from the foul line. Just a solid little guard. Um, those two guys, and along with Jalen Webb, another good athlete. Uh, they're gonna beat. They're gonna beat Bremen. Next up, we have Barry in eight and seven, three seed out of Region One versus fifteen and seven, Laney, the two seed out of Region Four, Laney um they've had a good year not a great year you know kind of like the girls like the girls it's been a, a bad year as far as what they're used to but laney you know they got a nice seven point win 60 to 53 over Westside side Augusta in the semifinals before they lost by uh what 76 to 59 to butler who we'll talk about later um but laney good team dj collins um matt jones that's uh, you know, Matt Jones about 6'8. Collins a, a a really solid guard as well, and they we got a couple other guys in the mix that they throw out there. Uh, I think Laney's just gonna be able to overwhelm Barry and tough place to play when you go to Augusta. I like the Wildcats. Next up, Region 3, number 4, 5 and 20, Black County going up against Swainsboro, who their only loss this year, Frederick Seabro did not play, and he missed some time with a high ankle sprain. He's back. They're the defending state champs. It's at Swainsboro. Um, Swainsboro is going to win this game, and I think they're going to win this game by a lot. I just they're, they're just so physical. They're tough. They attack. They're not afraid of anybody. I even heard whispers from down there. They said, we're the best team in the state, and that's including Pace Academy. They're that confidence over there, that confident over there in Swainsboro, that they think, yeah, we're we're better than Pace Academy. And I would, I would love to see that matchup, and uh, we'll we'll definitely talk about it more uh, if everything goes according to plan. But I have a lot of thoughts on that potential matchup. But we'll save it for another day. Swainsboro advances to the Sweet Sixteen. Top right hand quadrant, Raven County, seven and twenty, the three seed out of Region Eight versus. Uh, looks like Herd County, the two seed out of Region Five, eleven and fifteen only. Again, Region Five's just not very good. Raven County, seven and twenty, they're not great. But Connor McKay averages, you know, he's only I don't know six three, six four, or whatever. He averages like eighteen points and eleven rebounds. He plays above the rim too. He's a tough kid. You add in Gus Hood, Grayson Carver. They've had a, you know, I can't say they've had a great year. They're seven and twenty, but I think they're gonna beat Herd County. Raven County going on the road, taking some good, uh, uh, good mojo from that girls program. Dee, Dee Dillard always wins so many games. I think Rabin County boys are going to get over the hump, and they're going to upset Hurd County and make it to the Sweet 16. Next up, as we talk about potential upsets, Kip Atlanta, the Fighting Chucksters, Chuck Jones on the sidelines, assistant coach. 9-13, got the four Seattle out of Region 6. They played a lot of tough games, a lot of close games. So they're a little better than that record portrays. Going up against poor Hungry Dogs, who finally got over and beat Chatuga in the Region Championship by, what was it, 55-54? 21-5. They got the Herd brothers, big boys. They got some size, about 6'8 inside. Um, got, uh, who is it, Carson Cole, I believe his name is. He is a good player, was a second-team all-region pick. You got Jeremiah Hurd and Jaquinas Hurd, who I mentioned. Then Dane Fisher was a first-team pick, and he had some big games in the region tournament. They're going up against Kip. As I mentioned, Kip has played a a tough schedule. Um, Kip is going to be led uh, by, as I uh, try to remember his name, uh, a very good three-point shooter, Niles Washington. He can light it up. I've heard really good things about him. Got a couple other pieces. Athletic team, of course. Going to have uh, some guys that are real quick off the dribble. Um, this is a potential upset. This is a potential upset. Again, Kip has literally played the best of the best. They played love it. They played Columbia. They played Pace. That's Pace number one in the state. Love it number three in the state. Columbia number four in the state. They've hung around with a few of those teams here and there. Um, I'm going with Model. Home court advantage. I think they're gonna win this game, but I think it's going to go down to the wire. It's gonna be very tough. Gonna to be tough for anybody in Region Seven to grab a win this year, um, but I think Model finds a way to poor hungry dog. They're gonna find a bone in their backyard, and they're gonna just just gonna make sure they're just gonna find a way to win this one. I think it's gonna be close. I think Model represents and is the lone team out of Region Seven that comes out into the Sweet Sixteen this year. Next up, Region Two, Number Three, Woodville Tompkins, fifteen and seven, versus Northeast Macon, Region Three, Number Two, twelve and three overall. Woodville Tompkins was in quarantine, so they didn't even have a chance. That this is a team that should probably be the two seed. They had to forego their semifinal game for the safety of the students, and they played in the 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 three four uh, game. They blew out. I guess who was it? Um... They blew out Jeff Davis badly, very badly, 68-48. Um, to 48. So, with that being said, uh, this is a really tough man. These are two pretty good teams. I mean, Woodville Tompkins has spent time in the top ten before they went on like a four-game losing streak and just, you know, fell out. But Wes Walker, uh, Alfonso, um, Ross Antonio Hunt, I'm assuming all those guys are still there. Zion Powers, Lu- Lucas Platoon, that's a good team that's a good solid team they're taking steps in the right direction going up against northeast macon at northeast macon who finished their season with a nice win i mean they beat mcdonough 52 45 that was a pretty impressive win i know it doesn't mean anything in the long run it's just guys trying to get their legs you know keep them playing don't want to have too long of a a layoff but kevin grooms has done a nice job they have a good backcourt uh you're looking at uh, Travion Solomon, close to 14 points, four rebounds, four assists a game. He's a good one. Uh, Zion Odoms, uh, Melandre Pettigrew. You got some physicality. Uh, Kadrika Stanley, they, they got some guys over there. I think it's going to be tough. Um, I'm going Northeast Macon in this one. Uh, I think Solomon could be the best player on the floor in this game. And as long as he keeps his turnovers in check, I think it's going to be tough to beat Northeast Macon over there. So uh, I'm going with the Raiders to advance to the Sweet 16. And now to finish up that top right-hand bracket, Putnam County, 11-10. Four seed out of Region 4 versus Region 1, number 1, Thomasville, 15-1. and one. They haven't played in a little while. I'm going Thomasville. Clifford Davis is a stud. He's going to put on the show they have more work to do, I think they're going to blow past and they're going to get into that second round. But Putnam County, they are pretty tough. They do have a couple nice pieces over there. I will give them credit. Putnam County is uh, you know, somewhat of a live underdog. I, th- I think they are uh, a pretty good team. But I do think uh, Thomasville, a lot of veterans on that roster, I think they find a way to get the job done. Now we shift it to the bottom right-hand quadrant. We're looking at Jasper County, three seed out of Region Three, seven and eleven versus two seed out of Region Two, Tombs County, seven and eighteen. Who, like we just said, they only got there because uh, uh, Woodville Tompkins they uh, they had to forfeit that semifinal game. I like Jasper County in this one. Uh, I'm going with them. I think Tombs County doesn't really hasn't really earned their way into that two seed, and I think Jasper County, even though they're going to be on the road. I think they get the job done here. Next up, we're looking at Butler. Region 4, number 1 seed versus Cook County. uh, 7-4, the 4 seed out of Region 1. Butler has been really good all season long. This is a team that we're going to have to start talking a little bit more about. I know I I, I bumped them up in the rankings. Finished the regular season at number 5. I know they had a disappointing end last year. I think it was Banks County beat them, but... This team's good. They've beaten everyone in that region. You're looking at three guys averaging double figures. Um, Kidar Bodie, a good athlete, about 6'5", 12 points a game. Ronnie Striggles has had some big games, a shifty playmaker, 12 points and four assists. Uh, Trevion Perry, 11 points per game. Zabriel Boozer has size inside, about 6'7", playing at the next level. They're, they're, they're having a really good year. Um, I'm going with Butler to win this one. Next up, Temple, the three seed out of Region 5, 14-12 versus Banks County, 19-8. Eight. Region 8, number two, I got Banks County in this one. Pierce Martin, great three-point shooter. Um, was named the Region Player of the Year, if I'm not mistaken. He can fill it up. Uh, you add in Garrett Presley, Clay Gosnell, and Dakota Orr. Very good quality, top four. Banks County wins. Temple, just it's just a bad region. I'm not going with Temple. And now we have Dade County, 9-9, four-seed out of Region 7 versus Pace Academy, 23-1. The heavy juggernaut to win it all, I'm going Pace Academy. Um, We already know Matt Cleveland, Cole Middleton, Madison Durr, Josh Reed, da-da-da-da-da. List them on and on and on, Pace Academy wins. Now my final four, I have Columbia, Swainsboro, Thomasville at that top right-hand quadrant, which looks like... Man, that is a quadrant to be in compared to some of these other ones. Going Thomasville. And then I got Pace Academy, of course. Got Pace Academy playing Swainsboro in the region. Not the region. The state championship. And it's going to be a physical game. I think Swainsboro is capable of punching them in the mouth and making them very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And we saw, you know, Pace Academy won an ugly game like 48-35 against Jefferson last year where they were down like 20-13 to 13 at the half or something. And Swainsboro is not going to play a low-scoring game. And they're going to take it to them. And I think Frederick Sebro is a big-time player. And they got some other really good players, some good athletes. Tyler Kelly, uh, a couple other guys, DJ Jones, I mean, who is a great shot blocker for a guard. Uh This is a good team, but I think Pace Academy just... Charmin White with All-Americans and all these D1 guys. If he loses in the state championship, if he loses at all this year, whoa. That would be crazy. I'm going Pace Academy, but I think if they meet Swainsboro, it's going to be a fun physical game. Class A Private is next as we trek on almost through this marathon of a podcast. If this is even one podcast it probably has been chopped up I'm not sure how we're gonna slice it all together but you want Georgia high school basketball coverage no one does it better than sandyspill.com sorry top left hand corner Brookstone 2 and 13 region 4 number 3 versus Stratford Academy 18 and 6 a two seed out of region 1 got Stratford in this one Brookstone's not good Uh, are not good enough to, you know, you win two games, it just shouldn't be in the state playoffs. But we have so many wacky, small regions, or then some teams might be out for COVID. It's just, oh, it's a nightmare. But Stratford Academy, Isaiah Josie, Good Guard, uh, Khalil Green, Ben Baxley, and Jack Niskell, those three, oh, actually those four, they get the job done, Sweet 16 for Stratford, and they have a chance to go pretty far, I think. Next up, Five and fourteen, W. D. Muhammad, Region Two, number four, versus fifteen and ten, the number one seed, Savannah Country Day, out of Sav, well, out of Savannah, out of Region Three. Um, that Savannah region traditionally not very good, not very good. Um, shoot, they they're going into war. Eric Brown, Gray Grayson. Uh, Ethan Myers, just listing off their top players. Paul Mosley, Timo Moeller. Going up against WD Muhammad, who didn't have a great year. Had some, you know, one of their top guys quit on the team and transferred to Sequoia midway through. So it's just Bilal Abdurrahim now. Or Abdurrahman, pardon me. Um, Really good little guard. Scores the ball exceptionally well and can play, Mick. I just don't know if he has enough around him. I think this could be. You know, one of those rare times at a Savannah area school and private ball is able to uh, advance to the next round, and we don't have power rankings this year, so a lot is different. We must preface this by saying everyone was in the you know region tournament now, so this is you know you're playing like everyone else in the state. And some people have hated power rankings, some people love it because they can manipulate it and this that, and the other. Uh, I mean, Savannah Country Day just last year they were the they were the eighth seed, they had a first round bye. And then they played the twenty four seed holy Innocence, and they got beat sixty four to forty five so yeah um they need to do this for the city I think, and I think they do get the job done um I think WD Muhammad. they're just you know holding on just trying to finish up the season uh, I think Savannah Country Day gets the job done here next up we have. Region 6, number 3, Kings Ridge. 20-5, had a great year. A lot of three-point shooters. Isaac Martin leads the way with those guys. Um, going up against 14-8, and eight, Darlington. Region 7, number 2. Darlington's a good team. Patrick Shelley's a really good guard, a junior, about 6'3", athletic. I think he's worth some looks needs to work on his outside shot, but he has a good motor. Um, slashes to the basket, of course. And it's uh, just an all-around good interesting player and defensively I think he has a chance to be really good. Um but Kings Ridge has, has seen better teams. I mean shoot Kings Ridge uh who did they beat this year? Did Kings Ridge beat Saint Francis this year? Is that the case? That's a really good win. I know Saint Francis was reeling at the time, but um a win like that is it's it's big. It's and that's after they lost by 30 points to them earlier in the season. Or Well, they lost by 30 points later after they beat them. But they did beat them 79-71. They caught them at the right time. Um, but this is an interesting game. I think Darlington, Darlington could pull this one out. Um, I really think they could. But um, I'm probably going to go with Kings Ridge just because, you know... They've seen better teams throughout the year, and they're going to shoot the ball very well, but I'm not surprised at all if Darlington wins this one. I think physically Darlington matches up better. I think they're stronger, and they can you know do some damage inside, and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, but I just think that Kings Ridge, they're going to find a way. They're going to get the job done, and Kings Ridge is going to continue on this great season. They're going to make it to the Sweet 16. Next up, Athens Christian, the four seed out of region eight, ten and nine overall against Holian since twelve and three. Region five, number one. They ended up, you know, beating Galloway, and then they beat Hebron for the championship. That shoots them all the way up to number five in the poll. Garrison Powell, of course, very good. But Justin Wilson is a dang good point guard that not enough people talk about, in my opinion. He's really good. He helps make them go. Uh, Walker Wolf had a big game in the championship, had like 12 points or so. Landon Cardian, I think, had over, what, maybe 21 points, possibly. Um, Holy Incense is peaking at the right time. They haven't played a whole lot of games, but I think they're going to be able to handle their business against Athens Christian and have a chance to take a deep, 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 deep run into the state tournament because that Region 5 has been so tough all year long. and uh, hey, They're battle-tested. Bottom left head and quadrant. Region 7, number 3, Walker, 13-9. A lot of youngsters surrounding Matthew Brown, a 6'6 six six forward. Um, a lot of young guys, C.J. Brown, a good young guard. Uh, and they're going up to St. Francis, 13-9. A lot of those losses, four fits, of course. The two seed out of Region 6, they got beat up in that region championship by uh, Mount Pisgah. Very, very impressive from Mount Pisgah to beat them. Uh, 65 46, but I think St. Francis, I think they're better than Walker, Juson Holt, Seth Hubbard, still there. Other guys have stepped up. Kai Simmons, six foot eight inside, has had a nice season. St. Francis advances. Number 5, number, well, Region 5, number 4, Galloway, 16 and 4 overall, ranked number 6 in the state. All four losses here to ranked opponents. Um, just tough, tough draw. They end up losing to Holy Innocence and the Semis, and then they lose 46 4 to Providence Christian in the 3-4 game, and that, that puts them in a really tough spot. Um, but they're playing Tallulah Falls, 18-4, Region 8 number one. Um, They've had a great season, Tallulah Falls, but you're just jinxed to be crap. We're playing Region 5 this year. Are you kidding me? Going to be super tough. I know Cody Coleman, Region Coach of the Year, has done a great job. Sammy Davis, um, Gabe Keen, uh Anthony Hanna, all have had really, really strong years. But you're playing Anthony Arrington. Quentin Alterman did not have a great game when I saw him play, but I know he's uh, one of those heads of the snake that really makes that offense efficient. Um, I think that Galloway, they're they're just too good, and you know Galloway's not a team that's going to overwhelm you by any sense of the imagination. And you, if you if you see Galloway walk off the bus, you're not like, oh my god, this team was ranked number three in the state. How are we going to compete with them? They're not like that. They don't have a ton of size, but Anthony Arrington is a hell of a player, and it's going to be tougher to Lula Falls to slow him down. But if they do, Tulalip Falls has a great chance of making some noise. But I just think Galloway, they're 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 battle tested. They're going to move on to the Sweet 16. Next up, Mount DeSales, three-seat out of region one, nine and ten overall versus sixteen and eight. Trinity Christian, the two-seat. Trinity Christian will win this game. Sammy Pissis and uh uh Isaac Brito. It all starts and stops with those two high-scoring guards. They're just gonna run wild on Mount DeSales, and I think they advance. Next up, Calvary Day. Four seed out of Region 3 at 12-11 and 11 versus Green Forest. So one seed out of Region 2, Green Forest. Look who's climbing up the rankings. Number three now. Everything always figures itself out at the end of the day. They were sitting at, like, number seven for a long time. And why are we ranked so low? Just let the region tournaments play out and take care of your business. And you're going to be right where you want to want want to be at the end of the day. And they're just going to be too good, too big for Calvary Day. Um, they're going to win this game. Top right-hand quadrant, Athens Academy, six and sixteen, the three seed, versus eleven and eleven, Hebron Christian, the two seed out of region five. Almost, you know, went crazy and won that whole region, but they upset Providence Christian in the semifinals and shook everything up. Hebron Christian has a chance to make some noise. They're a little bit of a dark horse. You got Jaden Williams, six foot nine, freshman inside, really good. He could end up being a mid-major, high-major guy, possibly. He's a talented guy. People already know about him on the travel circuit. Uh Nix was very impressed with his physicality at about six foot five, banging on guys down low. Um, you know, Samuel Huto and or not not inside, but on the perimeter. Uh Zach Calvert, Scott Gable, those are like I am pretty sure all three of those guys are seniors. Veteran group. Brandon Johnson hasn't played very well. Hebron advances. Next up. Lakeview Academy, the four seed out of region six, seventeen, and ten versus region seven, number one, Christian Heritage, 20 and 3. Christian Heritage. Um going to be an interesting matchup. Tyler Sanders is a hell of a coach at Lakeview Academy and really has that team back to where they, they once were. Not or not all the way back, but still very competitive. Christian Heritage, Tyler Watkins, hell of a coach in his own right. Jax Abernathy, Region Player of the Year as a freshman. I hear phenomenal things about this kid as a special, 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 special player. Um, I think this is going to be a Christian uh, Heritage win. Uh, again, this is a physical team. Evan Lester, uh, a football signee to play at the next level. At about six three, six four, just plays bigger than his size. Just feels like he's been there forever. Road grader, big f- Strong fella, um, you add in uh, Zundra Jackson, our, another really good. I believe he's a freshman guard. I really like his upside. Nash Bingham as well. They just got a lot of pieces. Um, Braden Coneman, uh, you know, they got a lot of pieces. They win a lot of games. Christian Heritage wins this one with their tough nose defense and Jack Abernathy just being the the X factor. Next up, Region Two, number three, Whitfield Academy, eight and twelve versus Savannah Christian. Region three, two seed, fifteen and nine. Um, Whitfield Academy—they have a, haven't had a great year. Nothing crazy. I mean, Miles Redding's been their best player. That you know he's all region pick. Um, and you're going up in Savannah Christian, Robert Walsh, coach of the year, Parker All, six foot six, very impressive, very impressive on film as a playmaker. And just overall score, and you got Cooper George. You know, shoot the lights out. They got some. Uh, they got some talent over there. Whitfield Academy. I just. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to make of them. I think I might be changing my pick on the fly. Um, Whitfield Academy. Uh, they've played some games fairly close, like down the stretch in the region tournament. Let's take a look at what they've done. Uh, Whitfield Academy. They they end up blowing out WD Muhammad thirty six to sixty two. Uh before that they only lost by to Greenforce by ten points. I don't know if that's an indictment on Greenforce or if that's a really big thing to lean on for Whitfield. And then before that it beat Our Lady of Mercy by fourteen points. But um you know, again, we we talked about traditionally it's not been a great region, that Savannah region, and I think Drew Phillips is still in the mix at Whitfield Academy. If he's still playing, that's a six seven four that could cause some problems, and I think R.J. Simmons is still there. I mean, unless these guys are hurt or opted out, they've got some talent over there. Um, Parker Hall is going to be tough to stop, and you're going to Savannah, but I'm, I'm going upset. I'm going what it's been the past couple years. I'm going Whitfield Academy. They've just... They've seen a higher level of basketball, and they've competed, and I think it's going to bode well. I've always been a guy that really harps back on. I, I trust tough schedules. I really lean on those, and if you play a tough schedule, I think it eventually will pay off in some aspect. I got Whitfield Academy making it to the Sweet 16. Next up, Heritage. Uh, of Noonan, the Heritage School, 15 and 14, a four-seat out of Region 4 versus a one-seat out of Region 1, FPD, First Presbyterian Day, 20 and 1 overall. Jordan Jones had 60 points in a game this year. Julius King Jr., also known as J. King, moved in from uh, Warner Robins, uh, and he has really, really lifted this team and has given... Uh, really just kind of giving them another score to go along with uh Jordan Jones. Because, I mean, Jones was averaging 50, 25 points per game last year. And he's, you know, railed it back after that 60-point outburst. I mean, he's back up to 20 points, close to five rebounds and five assists and three steals a game. But you add in King, who's shooting, you know, well over 50% last I saw. He's been super efficient from the field. He's been really good. He's right at 50% this year, and he's shooting the ball from the outside extremely well. He's averaging 18 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. Loved him at the CTC Showcase um, last year before the season. Good all-around floor game. You add in Jalen Goodrum and a couple other guys. It's a good team. FPD is a good team. Opponent backcourt, two guys scoring close to 20 points per game. I like FPD. I think they can make a run at it here. Next up, bottom right hand quadrant. Aquinas, the three seed, eight and sixteen out of Region Three. Southwest Atlantic Christian, the two seed out of Region Two, seventeen and eight. Saka, Shadai Singleton uh, has had a nice little year for Southwest Atlantic Christian. You add in Elijah Stevens, Josh Fullmore. I think there is some pretty good team. I don't think they ever cracked top ten, but they're good. Stevens averages fourteen and ten. Fullmore. Fourteen six, um, even Jordan Emery thirteen points, and then Shai Singleton thirteen points. So they don't have a lot to choose from as far as just you know eight guys on the roster. But that's a good team, and I think they'll handle their business. You know, it's a young Aquinas team that's still not ready. Uh, you know Patrick Green's good. I know they have a very um, good freshman as well um, in Camden Parada, and then you got Justin Lloyd. So. Just a little too young right now. Uh, And then uh, you got Deuce, uh, Jacquez, Meriwether, but I think they're too young. I think Saka's is just going to be too big and too athletic, and they've seen better teams. So I got Saka advancing. Next up, St. Ann Pacelli, 16 3, the number one team out of Region 4, currently ranked number two heading into the state tournament against Deerfield, Windsor, 11 14, the four seed out of Region 1. Corey Black has those guys rolling at Pacelli, Travis Harper. Uh, Ian Matthews has come back from the football field. Pierre Summers has n- n- uh, no doubt has been the X factor for this team, little guard. He has been uh, so good and has come up so big in so many games now. And then you still have Keyshawn Felician, um Joshua Douglas, Deshaun Cates, uh, good team, very well-coached team, San Ann Pacelli. I just don't see them getting upended by anybody unless it's another state championship contender, so I got Pacelli moving on. Next up, Providence Christian, 22-4, was the number one ranked team in the state before they fell in that semifinal matchup. They will play George Walton, 11-12. I don't think they're going to have any problem with George Walton. Uh, I think that's a game that they will take care of business. Tony Carpio just going to be too big and too strong inside. Chance Sacker, very, very good guard, scores at all three levels. And then EJ Williams, Elijah Williams, he's, he's the X-factor. If he can somehow bring it together, And start playing at a high level. That is the X factor. If he plays well, I think Providence Christian wins a state championship. But if he's still, you know, kind of struggles to finish at the rim sometimes, and it just isn't uh, really able to assert himself like he was last year, I think they might not be able to get the job done. But Elijah Williams, super talented kid, six foot six, athletic. If he starts to you know, find a groove and get into that big three, because they very well could have a big three that all averages 15 to 20 points per game. They're that good. Um, he's the key for their success in the postseason. Uh, but with that being said, I do have Providence Christian advancing on. You're going to have to chase around Noah Hicks, the Region 8 Player of the Year, but I think they have enough to do so. And to finish up, bottom right-hand quadrant, North Cobb Christian eleven and ten, Region Seven number four versus Region Six number one, the new number one ranked team in the state, twenty two and six. Mount Pisgah, who we talked about earlier, beat Saint Francis by what was it, twenty points, nineteen points. Uh, really took it to them, uh, sixty five to forty six in the region championship. Super impressive. Me, you got JoJo Peterson, uh, Chase Tucker, MJ Winter there, Nate Gordon inside. Sheem Grady and uh, you know the, the outside of Tucker, like they're all big guards of like six four to 6'5 too, so they're they're an imposing team, good team. They had, you know, some hot stretches and a mini lull here or there. Um but I think this is a good team and I think they're definitely gonna handle their business against North Cobb Christian and make a deep run to the state into the state tournament, state playoffs. And with that being said, it's time for my final four prediction. I'll just rattle them off. Holy Innocence. I think Green Forest gets over the hump. Green Forest is the most talented team on paper. They need to start playing like it. They need to start blowing teams out. But at this point, they just need to win <laughs> a state championship. Definitely the most talented team on paper. Um, top right hand quadrant. Woo! Gonna be crazy. I can see Hebron Christian. I can see Christian Heritage going. But I'm going with FPD. I, I'm gonna get out to a game. If they don't, you know, falter in an early round. I really want to see FPD play very badly. I need to see Jordan Jones play. I want to see my man Julius King Jr. I like FPD making it to the Final Four. And lastly, bottom right-hand quadrant, you have legit three state championship caliber teams in St. Ampicelli, Providence, Christian, Mount Pisgah. Providence and Mount Pisgah are going to going to play in the Sweet 16, and I think that might decide who ends up making it to the state finals in the Final Four we got Mount Pisgah, the rank number one. I think it's all coming together. I just think they have all the pieces. We got Mount Pisgah going to the Final Four. We have Mount Pisgah versus Green Force in the state championship game. And I have, drumroll please, Mount Pisgah to beat Green Force in the state championship. I just think they're a good team jojo peterson i think i need a little bit more as far as scoring the ball and shooting from the perimeter but mount pisca is a very good team they have all the talent in the world to do so uh, i think they can get the job done i think it's gonna be tough whoever wins a state championship is going to be battle tested but i do like mount pisca to get over and beat green forest now we're on to the final class a public i have a voice still barely let's finish this one up and get out of here region four number three Telford county ten and eight versus region one number two pelham five and two that should tell you what the theme of this classification is going to be we got teams that have played like six, seven, eight games versus some teams that have played 25 games and 26 games. It's it's bizarre how that, you know, I think it's that southwest area has just struggled with being able to get on the floor. But again, I won't make this too long. I got Pelham advancing past Telfair County. Uh, I'm just going to go with those guys. I know the Hornets have had a, a good team. Traditionally, again, they've only played seven freaking games, so it's hard to tell, but I'm going to tell them. Next up, we have Portal. Region 3, number 1, 19 and 6 versus Clinch, 8 and 12. Region 2, number 4 out of Region 2. I saw Portal play Claxton at Portal earlier this year, and I'm glad I did. This Portal team is seriously scary, and they're peaking at the right time. Fred Spell's. Six foot seven, seven foot three wingspan, blocks everything in his area, offensively, eh, but he'll get put back dunks and he's gonna change games. They have a good three man freshman core that leads the team in scoring. Um we're talking about uh a very potent, potent uh roster that's going to be good for a very, very long time. Um and you know, I, I just think it's one of those things where they might be ahead of schedule. I mean, if they don't get the job done this year, I mean, I think they could be playing for, uh, ch- you know, deep Final Fours and championships down the line. You got Elijah Coleman. He's only about 5'8", but that boy, he can take over games. He's good. And we're talking Class A public freshmen. And let's be honest, Class A public, you know, you're usually talking about multi-sport guys that might be more football players, and they just don't have the resource to play at a high level on a high travel ball team. Uh, so it, it might be a little rough around the edges. You know, you have some good ones here and there for sure, but it's hard to find, especially at that young age. But Elijah Coleman, he can go. He's good. He's legit. Eighteen points a game, four rebounds, five assists, and four steals. He is so good. He took over down the stretch against Claxton. Um, Joseph Thomas, about six foot, six foot one, maybe fifteen points a game, four rebounds, a really good shooter. You got ja- uh, Amir Jackson. Pardon me. Uh, About 6'5, strong as an ox inside, 13 points a game and 11 rebounds. You got that big three right there, all freshmen, and then you have the best shot blocker, I mean, in the classification, I would have to imagine. And Fred Spells, that is a scary good nucleus. I love Portal. I really, really do. I think they're going a long way. Next up, you got Best Academy. 13-11, 13 and eleven um region six the three seed uh going up against Wilkinson County you already know the palace is a tough place to play at they're always super scary this time of year um they're they're twelve and six and it's been a uh, you know a stop and go year uh but I don't know Christian Callahan he's been great he can really fill it up yeah yeah him and Gavin long. It's a good little nucleus. Got some more help as well. Um, But Christian Callahan, he could be the best player on the floor against Wilkinson County. Don't be surprised if they might pull this out of the fire. Uh, I'm going with Wilkinson because it's Wilkinson. It's at the Palace. And Best Academy did play in a not great region. But Christian Callahan is one of the better players left or one of the better players that's going to be in this state tournament. So they have a chance, but I'm going Wilkinson. 8 and 18, Region 8, number 4, Commerce making it to the state playoffs for the first time in a long time. Against Chattahoochee County, 13 and 1. The number one seed out of region 5. Um, we're looking at Commerce, who has been um, you know, it's been a, a slow grind, but they've gotten back into the state tournament and it's a team that has some has some veterans. They do have some veterans on this roster that can give some people some some issues. Um you're looking at oh boy, you're looking at um, Creed Dunbar, of course. He's uh he's come on strong down the stretch now. He, you know, a football player. He's had a a nice season um doing some uh some important things for that roster. Uh he's got another big guy inside next to him. Uh, and Ian McConnell he's a he's a big powerful guy 12 points eight rebounds a game they've been getting some nice uh pickup from shakurio Sherrod and uh Jackson Morris as well so they got a nice in and he's throwing Cunningham Sean Cunningham and Dixon so they got they got a couple guys all scoring about seven to eight points a game uh but I do think it's gonna be tough Chattahoochee county they're they're good they're very good coach battles done a really nice job over there uh Dexter hallman he's a tough Tough wing type player, 17 points per game. Nikita Ellington has had big games at 13 points a game. And then uh, Carlos Dunavant, 10 points per game. I like Chattahoochee County. I just think it's going to be tough to travel over there. Uh, I like Chatco, the Panthers to advance to the Sweet 16. Next up, interesting game. I think Region 7 is always really good, right? And they got 11 4. Warren County the three-seed verse 21 and 5 Bowden. Two seed out of region six. Um, I think that region six, we know it's not very good. Um and Bowden was smacking teams. They were really killing teams. Uh AJ Arthur Johnson, big time, shifty, just a, an elusive score. Only about what I think I just already said it, five-seven or so. Puts points on the board. Trey White, a solid little guard. Um, they have a couple other role players, Seth Farmer rebounds. Um, they have a home game. I think that's really big here. Cortavian Wilder uh, is a good player. I think Raquan Myers, Lorenzo Johnson, a couple familiar names on this roster for Warren County. Uh, if Warren County does their scouting report, they might have a chance. If not, if they let Arthur Johnson just run wild, they might get whipped up on. Um, but Warren County is a team that was in the top 10 before they just couldn't get on the court and play any games. I think their athleticism is going to affect Bowden. I don't think they're going to be as quick and as great defensively as Drew Charter is, or was, or is, but um, I think I'm going with Warren County in a in a slight upset here. I just, you know, Arthur Johnson, I, I don't know if he, you know, Kirk is Vaughn, they got some other guys. I just don't think they have enough consistent help around him when they play these you know higher level teams and you know it's tough i mean warren county they played 15 games only so we don't really know where they are and they haven't played in a while too but i'm gonna roll the dice and i'm gonna say i'm going with warren county in this one um we'll see we will see we will see uh next up manchester who was ranked in the top 10 for a long time as well they fell all the way to the four seed 8-5 and 5 overall in Region 5 versus 20-3 Towns County. Number one seed in Region 8. Got to keep an eye on Towns County. Cape Ellister, really shifty, quick little guard. I really like him a lot. Separated his shoulder. I think it was in the Region Championship. Had to go to the hospital. I don't know what his status is. I don't know if he's going to be able to come back or not. If he's able to come back, great. Even if he does come back, what percentage is he at? Um, that's a big blow for Towns, but They still do have Colby Moss. Um, really good guard that has scored a lot of points, and Jake McTaggart, at six foot seven, inside physical presence, and they got, you know, what Aiden Barron and uh, Colin Crowder. I might be messing up these names. We'll have to look it up. But Towns County, they they got some dudes. They got some guys. They're really good. Um, and you know, with all those guys that transferred in from out of state, it's really boosted them up. Um, I think Towns County is going to win this game. Uh, I just hope Cave Ellis comes back healthy. Next up, we have Dooley County Region Four, number two at thirteen and four versus four and four Mitchell County, number three team out of Region One. Um, I mean Mitchell County's gonna have the best player on the floor, right? Manny Harris going to Georgia Southern. Everyone fell in love with them in the off season. That six foot three, good scoring guard can really fill it up hasn't really had like a, a monster year i mean they've only played eight games you can't hold it against him he's having you know 21 points per game but they have been able to force him into some turnovers I just, you know that's why i didn't have him in the top 10 to open the year i was concerned about his supporting cast does he have enough around them around him not too sure um Dooley county 20 king twandy king does a good job coaching those guys Eric Irie is a, a a wing averaging seventeen points per game. You got Jalen Hall, fifteen points per game as a freshman. Um, I think I'm going Dooley County. They do have the home court advantage. They have played more games. They might be in a little bit better shape. Um, you, you just gotta kind of hold, um, you know, Harrison check, and I think it could be doable. It's gonna be tough, but I'm going with Dooley County. Bottom left-hand side, ECI, the four seed out of Region Three, ten and twelve versus Irwin County, nineteen and four, the number one seed out of Region Two. Irwin County, once they got their football players back, the Benyard brothers, um, they've really taken off. They got a lot of talent. Uh, John Jughead Jones, of course, uh, one of their better guards on that roster. Um, this is a good team. It's a really good team, and they've been proving it. You know, night in and night out, they won a close game against Turner County to win the region championship, like 62-61. That was big, and they've really just been blowing teams out lately. So, Irwin County, I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to continue on that trend and continue on until the next round. Top right-hand side, Social Circle, they fall to the three seed, Region 8, 16-9. That's a really good team, KJ Reed, Terrell Branch, they they have a lot. They have a lot of athletes as well. Um, they're gonna be tough to beat. They're gonna be tough to beat. I'm just you know they 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 ended up falling to Lincoln County, who's been a disappointment this year. So it kind of stinks that you know they they they, they, they I guess they pieced together at the right time Lincoln County to get that two seats. So credit to them. But social circle has been more consistent throughout the year. Amari and Russell, uh, very athletic and Cam Gaither as well, and A.J. Vincent. So they got, they got a lot of pieces. Playing Taylor County, 10-8, and 8, not really sure. I mean, Taylor County is a team that I thought could be pretty good this year. Um, they do have some talent uh, at the wing position, but I think Social Circle, they played some really good teams this year. They've held their own. I think they're not going to be afraid of... Um, you know, going on the road, it's going to be tough. Though you know, these are tough atmospheres of playing especially when you get to Class A public. It means a lot with home court advantage. But you're going over against Jabin Ford and uh, Nick Woodard. Both those guys averaging 17 points per game. You know who to stop. I think Social Circle. If their outside shots are falling, they'll be in good shape. I'm going Social Circle. Next up, Fulton Leadership Academy, 12 and 11, the four seed out of Region Six versus Hancock Central, Region Seven, number one. Um, I'll just say the defending state champs, um, Jamal Taylor and um, Mr. Wilson uh, over here, they can put the ball in the basket. Leroy Wilson, and you had an undersized forward, McClavius Lawrence. Um, good team. I think Hancock is going to be playing deep, and they might have a chance to defend their state title. Next up, Lanier County, who fell to the three seed, fifteen and six are dangerous out of Region Two versus Metter, fifteen and six Region Two out of Region uh, Team Number Two out of Region Three. Uh, I think they're gonna beat Metter pretty handily. EJ Brown, and a couple other guys. Uh, I like Lanier County to uh, really take care of business. I just you know, especially what Metter did in the in the Region Championship where they got beat sixty two to twenty one to Portal. That was not good got just hammered uh Lanier County more talented I think Lanier County is going to win this one uh ending up on this uh top right hand quadrant region four number four Montgomery County 12 and 12 versus Terrell County 7 and 0 region one number one see they've only played seven games in Terrell County I think we had like number two or number three in the state this year but I had to drop them out because I just they wouldn't play any freaking games and now they're playing some games, but, I mean, I don't know what to take of them. I think that's a good team. I got them ranked number 10 in the state because they would be much higher. I think they should be much higher. I think they were like 25-3 and 3 last year. Um, they're really good. They're a really good team. Um, ended up losing in, what was it, the Elite Eight last year? Uh, lost in the final four to Trutland, 63-68 last year. This Terrell County team's good. They have a lot back. And I think they're a scary team uh just listen off some guys uh you know jamarcus allen 14 points a game uh, justin carter the big fella 13 points and eight rebounds contravian greer is the athletic four that plays hard inside 12 and 10 kaborian stevens 11 points again i mean they're they're deep they got a lot of dudes this is a good team they're gonna beat montgomery county and they're gonna beat a couple other teams in the state tournament i'll tell you that bottom right hand quadrant Claxton, Region 3, number 3, 15-2 versus Turner County, Region 2, number 2. Um, Turner County, they've had a, you know, that's how they always are. Like a little bit of an up and down year here and there. Good team. They are a good team. I will definitely give them credit um, to that. They're a dangerous team. They do have some talent. Uh, you know, they're going to be led um, by uh, a couple guys on this team, Keon Clark and a few others had a good freshman last year. Not sure what happened to him, but they're a tough team. And they're going up against Claxton, who's, they're small. There are a lot of football players. Cam Arthur's, uh, you know, can stretch the floor a little bit. Jamon Mangusho might be their most skilled player. And then you just have a lot of little football players running around playing good defense. Um, I think Turner County wins this one. I just kind of worry about Claxton and their overall basketball uh, acumen you know they're they're undersized guards and just don't have a lot of size they're going to play extremely hard for coach Blue's team, but i think it's going to be tough especially going on the road to turner county and turner county is playing pretty well considering they only lost by one point in the region championship to Irwin, who might be the hottest team in the state outside of drew charter uh I, i'm going with turner county here next up dublin 24 and one the one seed out of region four versus region one number four Quitman county 13 and four going dublin gotta go dublin they've been good they've been really good this year uh they got some really good guard play that has really lifted this team up uh i feel like that helps them w- win a lot of games uh, i mean obviously um they've been good like i said they didn't have a region tournament, so well they didn't have it that you know the rest of the teams had to play for the 3-4 seed but uh, they've been led by Tycon Tycon Davis, 16 points, uh, five rebounds, four assists. He's been really good, and we got Blood Sauce still in the mix. Um, they got a Zion Davis. I, I like Dublin to advance. Region five, number three, Macon County, six and seven versus ten and ten, Lincoln County, the two seed out of Region eight. Um, Frank Juan Sherman is really good. I know they haven't had a good year this year, or as good as what they should be. But he is very good, and also um, they have some more more size on the perimeter that can really impact games, and you know more of a slasher. But he can shoot the three ball as well. But Caleb will's tough, physical, intimidating dude. Um, they sit in that two-three zone. If you have some four spaces, you can really kind of get them discombobulated. But I think uh, I think Lincoln County is going to win this one. Their, their lead guard play is a little shaky as far as being able to win a, you know, a lot of games in the state tournament. But Fraquan Sherman, Caleb Willis, those two guys are really good 6'7-ish and 6'6-6 six, 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 and 6'5. So I'm going Lincoln County, but they'll probably meet their maker in the next round. Crawford County, 13-9 versus Drew Charter, 23-0, the number one seed, the number one ranked team. Drew Charter is going to win. I think Drew Charter is going to win the state championship. They are amazing at the class a public level jacquez um gosh jacquez has just been uh so good for this team um jacquez thornton sorry that's the name he's so good the lefty six foot turning into a really dynamic point guard scores the ball gets to the rim at will Jacoby strozer six four same thing can just take over is a cool-headed guy. Thornton's the one that plays with the fire and emotion. Strozer's more stoic, about his business type guy. they're so good defensively; they're elite on-ball defenders. They play so well as a team. Cedric um, Taylor is six-five and really good as well. They're they're gonna beat Crawford County and they're gonna they're they're gonna play for the state title. And I guess that leads me into my final four picks. I'm going Portal, Irwin County, Hancock County, or Hancock Central. Pardon me. And Drew Charter. And Drew Charter is going to beat Irwin County in the championship. Drew Charter, this I'm telling you, this team is untouchable. I would be it will be this is nearing like Sandy Creek and Pace Academy as far as this team should win the state title. This team is that good. I have Drew Charter winning it all. And with that being said, this podcast is over, folks. We've covered every single game, as promised. It's never, ever, ever been done before. I probably spoke way too much, but that is it. The GHSA Boys Basketball State Playoffs have been previewed. Visit SandySpill.com and at KyleSandy355 for updates. Please send me all your stats and your uh, uh, scores as games go final across the state. Send it to me so I can update it in real time on SandySpill.com. And I bid you adieu until the Sweet 16. Let's have a fun, safe tournament. Let's have no cancellations or postponements, no COVID cases, and let the best team win. Let's have it decided on the floor. I will talk to you soon.